Friends, thank you. This means a lot. Been looking forward to this one. We're talking happiness and fulfillment, and that can go many different ways. But everybody has a red light on their camera in front of yes. them. That's red. Yep. Mm -hmm. This is red, red, red. We're, we're grooving. We're good. We are recording. We are good to go. So I'm going to ask you right off, uh, right off the bat, like, what does the word happiness mean to you? And it doesn't even have to be specific to you. But if someone says, put you on the spot, what does happiness mean to you? What's your what's your first guttural reaction? Like, who is this weirdo asking me deep questions? <laughs> I know. How dare you? <laughs> it's just an emotion. Okay. Just. No. Yeah, it's an emotion. I think. I, I so it's know. not a state. No. I think I I. Well, I it could be. I mean, state. it's not a state of it's not a state of being, but I mean, it's. It's fleeting, so it's not who yet is. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I disagree. Okay. okay. It definitely is. It definitely is an emotion. You feel happiness, right? Yeah, but 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 what is happiness? I mean, this is up to your like own I, perspective. Right. Like I look at happiness to me as freedom. <laughs> okay. Like that's I'm free. Yeah. So that's happiness to me. Like I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't. It's not fleeting to me because I, I live pretty free. So that that's why I'm pretty much always an optimist and that's how i've always looked at it so it's not necessarily an emotion there are there's um, joy is an emotion to me happiness is a state that's okay. how i look at well, it Well, like a feeling happiness yeah, I mean, is a feeling yeah happiness is something i'm 99.9 percent .9 of the time in that state joy is an emotion that can be elated or not is how i look at it but you it know, takes a long time to get there i feel like so before we did this today I was thinking that you were going to say that you were happy all the time. Okay. You, cause, well, because you seem to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I like. I am. I, I figured. I figured you were going to say that that well, you're happy the majority of the time. I, which is, I mean, that's good. Yeah, I mean, but, it, it took a lot of work to get here. A lot of work mm -hmm. on myself. A lot of work in just life. But I, to me, freedom was always happiness, and I've got that point in my life where I feel like I'm free, where I can. I, I work for myself. I have a great team of people around me. I get to do what I want when I want, and mm -hmm. I don't feel I feel overwhelmed at times. But I don't feel stress. But so, is happiness fulfillment? Is are you fulfilled because of all those things? Oh fuck yeah, I love what I do. Right. I, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. I'm I I'm I I always want more. Like I'm, I always <laughs> say, I'm blissfully dissatisfied, but I'm completely fulfilled. I, I at least I think I am. I mean, I, I feel like I am. So. So there's nothing more for you. Oh, there's plenty you're more for me. Absolutely. Well, listen to fulfillment. It seems so like absolute and definitive, right? Well, I think you're I, fulfilled. This is the end. <laughs> no, I mean you're, you're fulfilled in the moment. Some people look right? at it like that for sure. Some but you, people but, but be, being 15 year old, being a 15 year old, you're fulfilled a certain way. Being 20, it's different. Mm -hmm. 45, I'm 45 now. So fulfillment for me is different. It changes all the time. Yeah. And happiness is the same. It's, well, I, I I disagree. I think happiness is a state you stay in. You stay in or out. Fulfillment is, okay, is there more? Once I get to a certain level, do I look at life like there's more I can do now? I figured out some shit. Now I see more shit I can do. So that's kind of the, that's how I, that's how I view my life. It's a game. It's like, okay, I get past this level. Okay, I'm fulfilled here. But okay, now I see the, the playing field got wider. I can see more that I can do and more things that could fulfill me even more. Okay, so what I'm hearing from you, and you can correct sure. me, is that like your, uh, we'll call it a chase, maybe, sure. of the next, then the next. Sure. Um, you you find fulfillment in this, which is like happiness in this. Sure. Right? The, so yeah. you're finding it even in the mundane rather than the large picture than you're, you know, that you're saying as well, right? 
is that where we find happiness? Is, is it in the pursuit? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I, I mean. That's I look how you at find it. it. Yeah, that's I. Yeah. I love the pursuit of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 100%. So when you're fulfilled, does that end? No, no, because no, I don't think so. Because again, I, I think fulfillment is something that evolves, mm-hmm. right? You, you, I'm fulfilled today, but tomorrow I have more capacity. I could be more fulfilled, and that changes, right? Like what I like today, I may not like ten years from now. Sure. You know, so I, that fulfillment can change. But I don't. To me, being fulfilled means I'm satisfied. I'm content, but I always look like I can do more and I want more. And I'm chasing I'm chasing the next thing. I'm trying to improve myself constantly, trying to improve everything I'm doing constantly and consistently. So would you rather be happy or fulfilled if you had to pick one? How do you how do you how do you yeah, take so them apart? I, yeah, I, I don't know how you take those apart. I guess you can. how how do you do you that? You could be fulfilled without being happy. And you can be happy without being fulfilled, for sure. Because, like, a lot of people are chasing, they're chasing happiness. If if I, you know, made more money, I would be happy. Yes. If I had this relationship, that's their definition I would, of happiness, be, I would right? be, right, I would be happy. Um, I'm going to take this drug because it's going to make my problems go away. And then I'm going to be happy Wait, they make that? for that fleeting moment. They make one of those? Mm-hmm. Oh, they, yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm going to get drunk and then I'm going and, and I'm going to forget and I'm going to be happy in that moment. So a lot of people are chasing that fleeting that feeling of happy mm-hmm. you know so you could be happy you know in okay. moments and then not really be fulfilled in life because you're just chasing happiness you're you know it's the chase sure the chase. Well, yeah look but I, haven't I, you ever gotten disappointed in an outcome and you're like that was bad labeling it as that when mm-hmm. if you let things unfold sometimes that bad you know tends to like uh, do an about face almost and mm-hmm. it's like actually that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, I, mean, I got my ass kicked. Yeah. But like, yay, look at me now, right? Yeah, I mean, you learn from that. I mean, that's, you, that's, that's yeah. how you learn. Well, some people don't do this. Well, true. I mean, that's, I was just talking about myself. I know. You know, I think, I, think, I mean, I feel like I'm on the hot seat now. Like, I'm not sure what's happening. Like, I feel like I should just leave and let three of you talk. I'm done no. for the day. No, <laughs> have, have some of this you're water. On, no, I have, no, listen. You're on the couch, I, pal. All, all I'm saying is I, totally. yes, there, there are people there that chase happiness because mm-hmm. to me, happiness is the journey. Like the, like the cliched saying is true in my mind. Like mm-hmm. I love, I love the fact that I get to do what I do every day. It took a long time to get here. And there were moments of definitely in the past where I've been unhappy, but right. I've got, I've broken through that level, doing a lot of work on myself mm-hmm. and just professionally and personally to just be very happy every single day with what I get to do. It's, it's the journey that makes me happy. Like, I always say the goals and the things are just the byproduct. Right. Well, That's being just, happy is a choice, too. True. You absolutely. Make, 100%. You know, because you, you can choose to, you can choose, like, I, I spent like 10 years of my life in this bad, like, custody situation. Mm-hmm. I was super unhappy. I was miserable. Yeah. My child just turned 18 on Friday. So okay. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but, but, but I realized, like, a, a couple, yeah, I was, and, and it didn't feel as good as I thought it would, it would feel. But, sure. but I, cause I realized a couple years ago, like, you're the idiot being unhappy. You mm-hmm. chose yeah. to be unhappy. You could have chosen, you know, to see something, yeah. better or, or not to be unhappy you know someone can't make me unhappy or yeah. happy right i have exactly. to choose to react 
hundred percent in that, a certain way, you know, so finally you, I like yeah. literally mm-hmm. looked in the mirror at myself. Like you said it and, and yeah. it wasn't that cliche. Look in the mirror. I like literally was in the bathroom staring at myself in the mirror. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you, you know, you're, you're bringing yourself down. This isn't so, someone else. And, and like you said, working on yourself, like I read a ton of books and mm-hmm. I read this book called reinventing yourself. And, okay. you know, so I started reading all these different things about it. And I was like, mm-hmm. you, you can wake up, up, up every day and be happy mm-hmm. or you can be miserable yeah so stop exactly. you know smack yourself in the face yes, and yes cut the shit out right yeah. yes absolutely you have to have that balance of like you know sometimes like really getting rocked mm-hmm. to get you to even like wake up to what's going on mm-hmm. and then to start making moves that's the hard part is like how do i make moves mm-hmm. even change this because how did you get there right it was just like the same thing over mm-hmm. like there's that insanity I think people thing. were telling me stuff you know people were like telling me over and over the mm-hmm. same people were telling me the same like, thing over and over again yeah. and one day I decided to listen yeah you know, one day I was like okay all this stuff's like flying at me yeah one day I just let it in listened yeah. and was like oh my god like you're, but you're the problem hindsight's always clearer right, right. I mean like I look back at the time <clears throat> that I spent through a tough divorce and woe is me and you know I couldn't admit that time that I was a woe is me person but obviously look back and like oh yeah. man I wasted time but you, it's so hard to find that clarity when you're in the muck mm-hmm. it's so hard oh yeah for mm-hmm. sure it's so yeah. hard mm-hmm. you gotta but be you, willing to do it right you have to go through the muck yeah you do yeah 100% yeah. I agree everybody everybody has to go through shit in their life yeah 100% but I think what has helped me like that book by Jack Canfield, I've talked about it many, the success of I read it yeah. in my 20s, and that, that E plus R equals O, like that stuck with me since my 20s, and that's how I operate. The event plus a reaction equals the outcome. It says you can mm-hmm. always control the outcome in anything because mm-hmm. you can always control one of the variables, either the event or how you react to it. So I just always chose to react a different way. And am I perfect? No, like there are moments where I would lose my shit, but 90% of the time, like I think I choose the right reaction. So you choose to be happy. Like I can choose because to learn from it. Because you're in control of it. Exactly, because I've taken yeah. control of it. I can, I can be really pissed and very stressed. Like even today, like I came in, I was like wound up because there was like so much shit going on in the office. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I wanted this. Like I chose this. This is the life I wanted. I love it. Like I feel thankful for it, but I still get overwhelmed. But I could have chosen to be like miserable and, and stressed because I have a negotiation all day tomorrow. But no, like I just choose differently. I think everybody has the power. You just got to be willing to take the power from yourself. Right. I, I remember this advice that I got that really changed my outlook. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend and someone said something really rude to him. And I said, oh, I'm really sorry. He said, why? Why, why are you sorry? I'm yeah. like, didn't that hurt your feelings? Yeah. No, it didn't hurt my feelings. I'm like, oh, wow. You know. Why? And he said, because I'm choosing not to let it hurt my feelings. So and I was like, yes. oh my, and that's literally what yeah. sto- it literally stopped me dead in my tracks. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, you're choosing to yes. let this asshole ruin your life. Literally. That's a choice. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. So, that's, you know, literally looking in the mirror. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to control the outcome. Yeah. That's it. I'm going to make, I can make the choice. But you should be able to teach that in high school, huh? Yeah, like emotional <laughs> intelligence. Yeah, if you could teach yeah. that to kids early, yeah. maybe yeah. maybe a handful of them will actually get it. I mean, that's what, that's why yeah. people have outbursts, right? If you think about it, this is kids, this is like mm-hmm. adults, and you've seen. Well, I had one this afternoon. Have, aw, bless your heart. <laughs> I had so, one this afternoon. <laughs> so, but there's an emotional t- intelligence surrounding that is choosing to respond, mm-hmm. like you were talking yeah. about, Rocco. So. Um, 
happiness is yeah this is a mm-hmm. choice but we have to like um, emotionally accept what happiness is yes and yes. it like have you have you read um the subtle art of not giving a fuck oh, yeah, I have. Oh, yeah. Yes. this is exactly times. what he yeah. talks about mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. he talks about like the shit yeah uh-huh yeah yes and how much can you deal with right yeah. to mm-hmm. get to wherever you're going i guess yeah. mm-hmm. and also like letting go absolutely too. yes yeah because like you don't actually know the outcome mm-hmm. which you you know touched on but yeah. you can control your emotions towards that which exactly. you're given yep and then like I don't know, pivot someplace else mm-hmm. or just like cry a little, mm-hmm. like don't deny like any of the. Like you're feeling like shit. Yeah, because mm-hmm. then you're not being authentic to yourself. Yeah, right. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. And like when kids do this, right? Like have your kids mm. just had a, like a complete meltdown nah, out never. of like, <laughs> yeah, out of like a yes. kinder yes. surprise yes. Not my egg. Kids, or, never. Yeah. Do you yes. know what I'm saying? No, so yes, like you times. literally have to like, like say what, what? how can we resolve this yeah. and it's okay yeah. to feel that way yeah. i'm not going to deny that yeah but like look at what's happening around you and take two seconds mm-hmm. and then breathe mm-hmm. and then like let's come up with something else right mm-hmm. i'm trying to teach my daughter that right now because she yeah. she has like bad anxiety and i feel like kids now that anxiety is like the thing yeah, like all kids now have anxiety yeah. mm-hmm. and they blame all their problems on anxiety mm-hmm. not that anxiety is not real right you know because it definitely is for sure. sure but you know it's, it's easy to say oh that's my you know anxiety anxiety yeah. yeah um but you know i was trying to teach my daughter about worry you know and worrying isn't going to change the outcome no. whatsoever mm-hmm. and like you said letting go it's right you have to f- feel in yeah. control i'm yeah. if i if yeah. i worry so much that i'm going to control this situation you know i can control it by worrying about the outcome yeah. and trying like will the outcome but mm-hmm. yeah. i wish i was i wish i would have been exposed to stoicism when i was younger the reason mm-hmm. i wasn't was because i was raised in a catholic family and i was certainly not uh part of the catholicism i was given but man, if I could have internalized Marcus Aurelius mm-hmm. or Epictetus, or I understood the tenets yeah. of Stoicism when I was in my teens, I mean, that really could have changed my life. Yeah, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Maybe, yeah. I mean, like just, but the, just really dealing with like, dealing with reality. Like we we always seem to, especially when you're young. I think you're always thinking about what is ahead, mm-hmm. what could happen, what might happen, or what you, you actually you even think you're so intelligent. Did you know what's coming down the pike? I know if I do this, this is going to happen to me. That's very youthful thinking, I think, which is understandable. But then we take that into adulthood if it's not corrected, mm-hmm. and I definitely suffered from that. And I think stoicism is is something that would rub up, rub, rub up against that, but never. Well, I, I think too to your point about anxiety. I think it's just. Kids need to learn to be problem solvers. Like that's mm-hmm. how that's how I look at. It. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever saw the movie The Martian. It's the one where Matt Damon gets stuck on Mars. Yeah. Like for some reason I love this movie. But but there's a at the end of the movie there's a, he says something very powerful that people miss. He's he's back from Mars and he's teaching this class and he's talking about his experience. Like he got stuck there. He's like I could have worried and been anxious. He's like but then I had to realize it's just math. Just solve the first problem and then the next one and like. If you approach life that way, mm-hmm. like and just looking, okay, you can choose to be anxious and worry, or you can say, what is the problem and how do I solve it? Mm-hmm. And kids aren't taught pro. Like I try and teach no. my kids, like you have to solve problems. Like that's that's how you'll be successful in life. Uh, anybody that's extremely successful in life, they just got really good at solving problems mm-hmm. that other people can't figure out. That's it. And it's if you approach life that way, from the small to the large, it gets really easy because you just look at it. Okay, it's just a problem I have to solve. 
that's really it. I think anxiety, people use that, especially kids, as this cover because they don't want to admit they don't know how to solve the problem or ask for help to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Where if we were teaching kids, it's okay to ask for help. And two, problem solving is a skill set you have Mm -hmm. to learn and develop. I think there'd be a lot less kids running around saying they're anxious. Well, the only work. problem solving we technically get at the at the high school level, grades was mathematics. Yeah, and that's once it. you, once that's you it. leave math, yeah, well, like other, science too. Yeah, I I some kinds of those together, kind of yeah. conflict okay. those together. But, yeah. but you're right. But yeah. I mean, other aspects of the of problem solving in life, mm-hmm. there's no life, really no life skills classes. Yeah. in high school, well, no. they had like home ec <clears> and like yeah. CAD. <laughs> that's what they called them. <laughs> right. That's what they called them. I'm aware. Trust me. Yeah. Did you take CAD? I took I, I took a very elemental version of CAD in like 1980. Oh damn! Uh, yeah, we had a class called Adult Roles and Functions. We Ooh. learned how to write. My checks, daughter had that. Wait, write wait. checks, sew buttons, yeah, and cook. Yeah, and my we just fucked around that. all class. That's all we did. Well, think about how many people were actually. <laughs> That's all we did. I mean, like, we just screwed around. How many parents actually teach their kids this though? I mean, think about it. Yeah. I mean, I've I have two kick-ass kids. You know, they're responsible. They're good humans. Mm-hmm. They're driven. They're successful. They work super hard. Yeah, that's because I taught them exactly. that. Yep. But how many parents are actually teaching their kids, that recognizing that they need to teach their kids that yes. those skills? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think there's a lot of indirect teaching going on in some households where the parents' anxiety ends up getting indirectly taught right to the child, oh, and then for sure. they come up with anxiety issues. For sure, and yeah. they don't even understand why. I think in mm-hmm. some instances, that's exactly so, right. It's a shame. I mean, I'm not trying to create excuses, but I think that's an actual fact. I think it happens sure. a lot. I agree. Well, I mean, our systems, like in general, don't um, allow us to learn the way that we are programmed to learn. They mm-hmm. want you to learn a certain type of way to then become a worker in the workforce, yeah. and yep. then you work for a million years and then maybe you can retire mm-hmm. like that's just what the systems are let's be honest yeah. look at every single one of them yeah, it doesn't encourage good. entrepreneurship at all that's, Not at sure. all. that's why the school system was created to create factory workers right it's exactly why it was created but we don't live this way anymore so like the montessori's are very right. good at like mm-hmm. a young age mm-hmm. just to like mm-hmm. explore i think yeah um, i agree you know and then there's other alternatives mm-hmm. these days like um my daughter was in an environmental uh, charter school kind of okay. thing where we had to like bid through the system and then it was a lottery and then okay. like you would get a spot. So she did get one at Dilworth, which is like over towards the east end. Okay. Um, and they were all arts based. Did she like oh. it? She, so she loves it. She is very artistic okay. in her own special way. Mm-hmm. So we fostered that immediately yeah. through Montessori. They did it okay. to teach her different things mm-hmm. like how to build or do math or whatever um, but they use it in an artistic way colors and things like this color oh, this wow. so um, this um, elementary school did the same type of, of thing and their teachers were super cool because they all could like sing or dance or play musical instruments oh, and wow. your morning meeting they would call it would be like a song and it would be like from the 70s sometimes and everybody mm. was singing it or somebody was playing it and it <laughs> was just so, so cool. fun and this is during covid oh yeah when like we were home and we could see what our kids were doing yeah. all day and i was like oh my god i actually <laughs> love and i would say this to her yeah. i'm like aviana i love watching you learn yeah oh yeah. my god yeah, this is awesome. so cool so i just thought like oh my gosh like even this public school system, mm-hmm. even though we had to bid into it, and they wear uniforms and everything, even though it's a part of the system, I was like, wow, they're like yeah. 
kind of doing something different mm-hmm. to foster mm-hmm. these kids. And then yeah. what they tend to do is they'll like move you on and you want to go to Kappa. Mm-hmm. You know that art school yeah. downtown? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's like an elementary school that would lead you to the high school. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And then, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Kappa. So, sure. yeah. So there are changes happening within mm-hmm. that system, which is like promising, but... Um, yeah, it's it's still it still puts you in a system. Yeah, it's even the parents' it, role. It's our role as parents to, to change to change the next generation. We have to. I mean, we can't. The school's to not going to do system. it. System. Yeah, we do. Like I've been I've been <laughs> teaching my kids about entrepreneurship. Like when my mm-hmm. son was eight years old, I'd bring them my rental properties and like shitty rental properties and be like, Hey, dude, if you don't get your shit together, you're gonna be living in one of these someday. And oh, made yeah. him like help paint and like exactly. do stuff just to see. Like, oh, exactly. But, That's but, harsh. But, 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 hey, but I mean, he's, down. He, he's, no, he's cool. doing great in, yeah. in college. He's going to law school. So he's, nice. you know, he, and with my daughters, like, you know, they started, like they were doing businesses when they were little. My, my oldest daughter, who's 13, she teaches dance now. So they're, I'm encouraging them to work and to, you mm-hmm. know, to build it yourself, like do it for yourself. And just trying to instill good values and work mm-hmm. ethic in kids. Cause schools, it's, it's not, like there's a point to it to educate them, but the system doesn't doesn't foster entrepreneurship or independence. Well, it's a yeah. system. Yeah, exactly. Right. In a system. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Or hard work too. I t- right. I've always told Lily and Emma too. I'm like, nothing bad is going to happen to you if you work hard. And said, and conversely, nothing good is going to happen to you if you're lazy. Right. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, I I just said it's it to her again, and, oh, and, and she's such a hard worker. Like, yeah. My, it's the my, truth. But both my kids hustle. I mean, they see their mom, mm-hmm. like you know, emulating their parents. They see yeah. their mom hustling; they're doing the same. That's it, and that's that is the truest statement. I and think. I watched my own mom do that. You yeah. know, my mom was a single mom. I watched that woman put mm-hmm. a radiator in yeah. her Honda Civic. Yeah. Like, yeah. No yes. shit. Like, no, yeah. I mean, that's I, strong. you know, strong. I've built my own deck. I, I mean, there's nothing I can't fix in that house. You know, so yeah. if it needs fixed, I'm gonna try to fix it first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, they've, you know. My older daughter, you know, she's hanging the television. She's got, you know, hanging the, you know, mounting brackets. Mm-hmm. She's got the drill and the level and the, you know, right. and her husband's like, ah, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but. Sorry. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. Yeah. But, um, Sorry, Sam. <laughs> <clears throat> Sam. Yeah. So. It's, yeah, it's, it's the truth. I mean, it, it, is. it, it really is. I mean, in, I mean, independence, like teaching your kids. Yes. No, there's, there is no better, like, skill than being independent. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, and not because you're gonna. When you're not independent, you're making decisions that you think you have to, not that you want to. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And I don't want my kids. I don't want my girls all the time, whether we know it or not. Oh, I always. I've done it. We make choices all the time because, like, our parents wanted X, Y, and Z, and we just learned that. So we do it all the time Mm -hmm. without even knowing it. That's not our fault. We just have to like know that we're doing it if Mm -hmm. we can. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, hold on, time out. I'm choosing. For yeah, me, absolutely, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I, I think, too, we have to choose to be happy. But in addition to that, you know, I always tried to buy into the idea, not always successful at it, but tried to buy into the idea to design my own life. Because if I wait around for someone else to show up yes. to turn me on, they might not show up. Right? Yeah. Or they might show up with ideas that are not what I want to do mm-hmm. or not much. But I also think, too, um, and I can't say I was great at this, but it's an idea. I think you can also study happiness. Like I'm not saying that you're going to emulate all kinds of specific people, mm-hmm. but I think you can study what other people appear to live fulfilling lives and things that they enjoy, and study how they do things, and, and try to try to gain knowledge from other people's successes. And I think whether it's a specific study of happiness, but 
in general and roundabout, successful people generally mm-hmm. are rather happy-go-lucky people because it's working out for them. It's funny you say that because <laughs> when I was a kid, like we've talked about childhoods and stuff like that in the past, but I feel like my sisters and I were raised by wolves. So... <laughs> feral yeah so like i was the oldest you know so i basically like helped raise my sisters even though we're super close in age so i didn't have those role models to look up Mm -hmm. to you know to make the right decisions and like you said i would actually study people who i thought were doing it Mm -hmm. the right you know or or people that i wanted to be or to be like or you know so those were my examples like and it could have been a teacher or a friend's parent but it certainly wasn't my own parents but Mm -hmm. sorry mom but (laughs) mom mom (laughs) it's it's all good now it's all good (laughs) but but yeah i I would study people you know and and study how they got to where they got you know you know and how they acted and well, the, their demeanor. Well, your kids mm-hmm. are studying you. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. right? I mean, didn't yeah, we study it. our own parents even if we weren't even cognizant of it? We we're studying them. Oh yeah, yeah. I studied mine, and I was like, mm, I'm not doing that. I'm not <laughs> yeah. doing that. Still I'm not doing mine. that. Yeah, yeah I yeah. still study mine all the time. Yeah. yeah, I think it also comes to like. So you were talking about emulating people. Mm-hmm. And like maybe it's their core values that you're trying to emulate. So you you distinguish those mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. these people that Oh, for sure. You know what I that's mean? That's so true. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it's like, "Oh, well, I like someone that's like really humble." Mm-hmm. I want to oh, be like sure. that. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know? Yeah. Or like what's likable or like I always thought the humblest people were like real not the humble humblest people in my life growing up. Generally when I looked at them, they were generally outwardly kind of happy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Regardless mm-hmm. of wealth or lack thereof, yeah. or possessions mm-hmm. or any of that stuff, they were kind of like, you know, they were happy. They weren't in, they weren't in the muck. Yeah, it's like simple. You know? Yeah. Uh huh. Did yeah. you go through phases in your life, like when you were young, and you're like, if I just had a Porsche, I would be happy. <laughs> yeah. well, if I, I say that now. <laughs> that's true. And I don't not mean that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, as you. You know, when you're young, you know, I remember being young and, and being married at a young age and like having to keep up with the Joneses mm-hmm. and, you know, I had to have this and I had to have that. And I thought all those things would make me happy. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously they don't, you know. Well, listen, if you have the means to do that, I'm not a yeah. hater in any oh, kind of Oh, for sure. Yeah, right. For sure. I'm just like, ooh, I like that. Yeah. And yeah. like give it up, right? Because it's there for its beauty or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like you can't assign that as like your... Uh, fulfilling happiness if we're going to bring you it. Try to put like a happiness value no. on yeah, it. Yeah, right. if I had or yeah. like, let right. me get this oh, job yeah. and then I'll, you know, it's just like you can't find it in the goal. You find it going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, the journey, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like uh, these little moments in time yeah. and then finding peace, right, within mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but I, that's your choice to do that I, too, you know? I, I agree. I always look at like when I was a young lawyer, I focus on, you know, I wanted to make a shit ton of money mm-hmm. and do all this stuff. And then once I went out on my own, left corporate America, like I worked with Mike, my business coach, and he's the one that got me to say, stop looking at the money mm-hmm. and just focus on becoming better. And the mo- the moment I stopped looking, because I, I left corporate America, walked away, zero paycheck, and said, I'm going to do this myself. And mm-hmm. I said, okay, shit, I got to make X amount per month to support my family. I was always like plus or minus a little bit because I was so focused on the dollars. He told me, he says, just get better. Just focus on being the best fucking lawyer you can be. 
the moment I did that, within three months, my revenue tripled. Of course. Because hmm. I, got, I got to become a different person. So I never look at money or any material things as the goal. I'm always moving that number of like how much we want to make as a firm or how much we mm -hmm. want to do because it's who I get to become in pursuit of that. Like that's what I look at. Like I get to become a different person. Like I know to run the firm I run now, to get to where I want to go in 10 years to be a $100 million law firm, I have to become a totally different person. 100%. To be that, to, to be that guy that can run that firm. I'm not him right now. So to me, like that's what I love. Like it's that journey and that process of becoming a different person mm -hmm. and evolving and learning new things about yourself. That's how, so I look at money and the number as more of just the means to become the person I'm supposed to be. Interesting. As opposed to achieving the actual goal mm -hmm. itself. I've talked to a lot of people because, you know, I'm up there in age a little bit, but I've talked to a lot of people that I grew up with over the last four or five years. I've kind of like reacquainted myself with a lot of folks. And I've just heard story after story after story where a, a lot of these folks, they express that they feel they've wasted too many of years of their lives doing something they either didn't dig or doing something they did dig somewhat, but too much of it at the expense of other things in their life because the pursuit was an item or a dollar level and maybe it was good for their family i get it but they really regret losing that time i've had that said to me so many times and maybe if i examine myself there might be some of that too i don't think so to a great know, extent but i but i i hear it over and over and over again my daughter my older daughter had a baby recently and after some like fertility struggles and things so she ended up having like really bad postpartum depression because mm. she had like lost a baby and you know had this terrible delivery and all these problems oh. so she had really bad depression and i finally got her to talk to someone and she called me and told me she's like mom i didn't realize like how much like you worked i worked a ton a single mom i worked yeah. like you know two three jobs you know, so that they could have a beautiful mm -hmm. house or this or, you know, everything that yeah. they needed. And she's like, I didn't realize like how, you know, much that affected me that you worked so much and I wished you were home with me. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> like it just my heart. Like I was oh. like, oh, I like thinking back, like, oh, I, what could I have done to take, you know, to change that? Yeah. You know, Nothing. oh, that was tough. That was about, yeah. I mean, I, that I was like, oh my God, like. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like yeah. but it's that, a, it's that such was a tough. Balance though, right? It's a I hard with that every day. It's a hard balance. Oh yeah, it's yeah. hard that, balance. Like I, she never told me that, and I don't yeah. think she realized it either until she went to therapy. You know. Well, that's and an was amazing like, share. That's yeah. an amazing share right there. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, having that awareness that she even felt like that without you even knowing yeah. on your pursuit to become better for them, right? Mm -hmm. They don't think about that they just think they don't want me there or they're choosing to work instead of like play right right mm -hmm. but they don't know what you're after you know right what I'm exactly yeah. i mean yeah. she understands well, yeah. like she under yeah. like she's older she understands yeah. like i know exactly why you yeah. did it but she and, appreciates oh, she appreciates but still i'm like oh yeah. man yeah. like that <laughs> yeah. that's rough yeah, like oh well mm -hmm. I mean, so you pushed, I you pushed so hard to get away from, or to get like I'm going to do more than my parents did for me. I'm going to, you know, oh, I'm guilty be of everything. That. Yeah. you know, I'm going to do everything for these kids. I'm going to do this and this. Mm -hmm. But then you're doing so much that you're not spending that quality, like that time that you talked about. You know, mm -hmm. and you can't get that time back. 
And I mean, you can change think, it now, yeah. but well, I also think too for some children it ends up being a detriment because it, it can create softer yeah, people. I agree. And That's true. And sometimes, I agree with sometimes that. not always, but sometimes too soft for the life they're moving into. Yeah. Right. That's probably why my kids are <clears throat> independent and yeah. hard workers, and you know, yeah. can take yeah, so care there, of themselves. So there you go. So, so you need to use that yeah. as a, a little bit of a salve there. Yeah, because yeah. I do see a lot of parents that are that are what I'll call helicopter parents. They're off their kids' ass all the yeah. time. Oh yeah, hell no. Yeah, and, but but they but they think that's what they have to do, and it's like, well, okay, maybe, but you could be doing your kids a disservice because if they can't do shit for themselves, mm-hmm. they're going to expect the world to do it for them. Not have, just you as the parent, but when they get out into the world, because mm-hmm. I deal with that when I've interviewed younger people, like they just expect that. How old? What do you mean? I'd like to know these folks and how old they are. They're twenties. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. I, 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 have, I have some I'm of my friends. I'm just trying to understand the generation. Yeah. yeah. Some of my friends I'm have. Five. Okay. I'm great. Old. Yeah. <laughs> some of my friends have done that with their kids. Yeah. The hovering. Yeah. And the yeah. not letting them experience any ups and downs or yeah. fail. You have to. You have to experience you have failure to, let them to fail. get to success. Like, yes. You have to let them fail. You can't and, step and I, in. And I've said like, what? What are you going to do if you're not there to pick up the pieces? Yeah. Your kids are going to be floundering around like yep. a fish on the ground. Exactly of, you know. Right. So yes. like, why wouldn't you want to empower mm-hmm. them? You're yes. like, that's not empowering. Like mm-hmm. hovering. No. Right? And protecting them from everything. No, it's under the guise, though, for some that, as uh, I was guilty of this a little bit, my kids were very young. You desperately want more for your, not everybody, but for me, desperately wanted more for them than I was given. Mm-hmm. And I didn't no, have a bad sure. life. I did not have a sure. bad childhood, but I, but you know, you always want more. Yeah, of course. Well, I conflated that from protecting them from pain, mm-hmm. not letting them experience any kind of discomfort yeah. early on. And then after a while, I was like, I really, I can't do this anymore. They're, yeah. you know, they're not going to be remotely ready yeah. for anything. Now, athletics helps mm-hmm. to yeah. break a parent away from that bad beat. Mm-hmm. Once you get mm-hmm. a child out yeah, to a team organized, yeah. or something of an endeavor they can take ownership of, there's another dynamic there, I think, that will wake up a parent sometimes. Well, oh, i got to like back off and let them do their thing. As long as you're a parent not coaching from the sidelines, because well, that, that, that happens a lot yes. of times, too. Oh, that happens they, won't, too. they won't let go. That, oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, but, that's but, the worst. But it's such, a, it's such a balance, because somehow we conflate their happiness with... Um, not feeling any discomfort when they're younger, and then that's that's more about our mental happiness mm-hmm. than it really is about their personal and happiness. Build, and, and feeling that discomfort builds character. Oh, 100 percent. Well, yeah. it builds that emotional intelligence. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. to understand these lows, mm-hmm. uh, so you can be your authentic self, whatever that is. Yeah. There's no right mm-hmm. or wrong. It just is. Mm-hmm. But to like have control over, like this made me feel this this kind mm-hmm. of way. Yeah. And that's not your fault, but that's just how I am accepting it, and I got to mm-hmm. move with it. Yep. Yeah. Not but, away from it or deny it, because that really messes you yeah. up. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Oh, the kids can, and the kids can really get confused. Uh, I mean, if I, I really don't think in my heart of hearts, although a kid may tell you different, I don't believe that children once they start getting. Um, they start knowing their sphere, knowing their little world. Mm-hmm. They really don't want everything done for them. They really don't. There may be some no. material things they get, the little bright, shiny mm-hmm. things that make them mm-hmm. happy. But yeah. in terms of like like micromanaging every single no. move they make, I don't right. think any child really no. wants no. that. No, no, it's the parents in- inflicting that mm-hmm. upon yeah. them. My response is, you have two legs and two arms. You can get it. Exactly. Like, it's like, I'm not going to get it for you. I'm not. You know how to use a microwave. 
Like you know how to use the exactly. stove. Like you know exactly. how to do the stuff. Like I'm not. I don't need to do it for you. I right? had a friend who would cut their child's like meat, and she she was like 15 years old and cutting wait, 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 like wait, wait, cutting wait, wait, the wait, meat wait, and, and cutting them cutting <clears throat> the waffles and and then taking it to her and, and putting it in front of her in front of the television. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like that is honestly, awesome. no, that is awesome. It's like indentured <laughs> servitude or it something was like, like that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how is she going to make her food when she's in college or out of she's school not, or, or you're not here? Yes. Like, how is she going to take care of herself? She can't. She's and she still can't. Yeah. And that's the problem. Parents get very, and to your point, like I think they're trying to overparent now mm-hmm. because they're trying to compensate for right. lack or, or whatever that is. But it's just like you don't. You kids need because I, when I deal with like younger professionals that were raised by, I believe those types of parents, mm-hmm. they don't have a fucking clue how the Mm-mm. world works. Mm-mm. Like they come out and they just think that the world should just owe them shit. I'm like, no, no, no. It's not how this works. Like, prove yourself. Right. Right. Prove yourself, then you'll make money. Like, don't think you're entitled. Like, I've had, I've interviewed people. People have come in to interview for positions, like in a bathrobe. Yeah. A woman, a, a woman interviewed for our receptionist position on Zoom in a bathrobe. Oh my god. Another woman walked in in flip flops, leather leggings, and a turtleneck sweater in August, ninety degree heat. I'm like, what is happening? Like. They don't understand wow. how the world works. Like they're mm. they're just taught that they're special. Like everybody's special. You can be whatever you want. But you, you can... are special. No, you're not. Yes, I just, you are. <laughs> Each one of us are special I, 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 in our own unique way, okay, and that's special. not a bad thing. Okay. But but I, I I disagree. We can debate I, I this. I see that because because no because I'm talking well, about definition. I'm, I'm talking about special. special like. The world doesn't know you shit. No, I didn't say that. But right. but that but, but kids are being Maybe taught. Maybe you're talking you're about special. unique instead of special. Yeah, everybody's unique. <laughs> I agree. Everybody's unique. Okay, but just be just because you exist. Yeah, you can start the pot. That's fine. Yeah, Amy is awesome at that. By the way. Well, and you bet your mouth. Roll my sleeves up. You bet your match over there. Let's go. I'm just hanging on white knuckle style over here. All I'm saying is because it's a problem. Like. Yeah. These kids are they're, they think that the world owes them something, and it's like that's not how the world's going to come out and kick you in the nuts. But they didn't get that way on their own. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but don't the, everybody gets a trophy generation? Like when my son got his first second place trophy, and based on that's the first loser. Like that was my statement. To him. I said that is the first loser. That doesn't mean anything. That means they they play better than you, or they have more talent than you. Those are two things you can change. Right. Mm-hmm. It's on you to work hard to beat them next time. Mm-hmm. But you don't get a trophy in life for participating. You get a trophy for succeeding. And they got the first place trophy. They succeeded. You got second place. Cool, but that's not the winner. And I think that's the first you really, I think it's a great point. And I think if you unwind all of that, how that kind of happened, I yeah. think it did start with parents trying to provide the least amount of discomfort for yes. little Johnny yes. and little Rebecca. Yes. And so mm-hmm. that, oh, well, the second place should get something too. And then that conflated, like, instead of a runner's-up trophy, now you had a third place and a, a fourth show. place. Mm-hmm. And then fourth. And now all of a sudden, Protect everybody ribbons. gets to have everybody. the pizza. It would be, everybody yeah. gets yes. to go to the bowling, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody's included. Mm-hmm. Let's not hurt anybody. Let's really just, let's not keep score. Let's not keep score next time. Oh, Let everybody right. just play. Yeah, this is like a mental health issue, actually, is what it is. That's what you're kind of alluding okay. to. Would you agree that there's okay. like a mental health issue in there? Me- meaning, uh, extrapolate that more. 
Well, think about it. Like, the parents want to have, like, ultimate control. Do we have control of anything in our lives? The answer is no. I don't care what you uh, think. I see what, oh, your kid thinks it's a controlling thing. Your sure. children's experiences. The, the, the emotion. Yes. Uh, because okay. the parent is so... The, because the parent Fear is so... thinking. Right. The parent's so uncomfortable. Good so uncomfortable. Right. right. Yeah, and they're not comfortable with themselves. They right. don't want their nope. kids to be uncomfortable. Exactly. Nope. Most adults exactly. aren't comfortable Where we with have themselves. to show this face of everything is just yeah. so perfect and it's yeah. like that's not how the real no, world works have you looked around lately at all at anything right right no, right yeah uh-huh. absolutely and everything why are we going like yeah you know so people are projecting their shit onto other people all that's the, the time mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. well there's a personal responsibility thing that mm-hmm. isn't being taken care of here think about it right so, I mean, like, if you got take... a whole bunch of paths, I'm just this conversation goes so many different yeah, ways. I well, love that's it. That's why we're here. That's <laughs> why we're here. Because, yeah, I agree with you completely. Like, I, I, I think the world is fucked up right now. Like, it's every, everybody always gets this, been this way. It's, it's just it's, different. It's, it's way worse now. Like, <laughs> what about the Reagan era? <laughs> I mean, I was a kid, right? I, right? I lived, I lived through that. See what I'm talking yeah, about? I thought the '80s were awesome. What I'm talking about now, <laughs> like, like, like every everything's offensive to people, and it's like, no, no. If you're offended, that's your problem. Oh, yes, we we are right, we are right. a highly offended group. Like, that's these your last, problem. This last decade and a half, very highly offended. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like everything. Mm-hmm. Every it's like no, like it's just an get, emotional intelligence thing. It's yes, not taking personal responsibility. Correct. Yes. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know completely, what I'm saying? Completely and agree. it's not even like being kind enough to hear the other person, no. even though some things are wild these days. Yeah. I love a good conspiracy and I'm all ears because oh, right I want to understand <laughs> right. what the hell you think about uh-huh. stuff uh-huh. and all of it. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I just find people so interesting I and I don't like, that's the thing is like, I you said I was like sort of non-judgmental. I might poke light fun sure. just to see how like things react yeah. so mm-hmm. I know what to do and what not to do. Okay. It's, I'm just learning. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But people aren't aware of other people to even no, people are egocentric. learn or want to learn, right? No, they're too, they're too egocentric well, I, as humans. Right, well, the ego. I said this many times. Yeah. I mean, this podcast exists because number one, we don't talk to each other anymore. Right. And we don't, if we say we're interested in other people, like, mm-hmm. you know, the average person, oh, I'm very interested in people. Eh, well, are you interested enough to sit down and have a conversation? Right. Well, no, I'll text them or I'll watch a, I'll watch their FaceTime for, it's it, it, real impersonal. This is mm-hmm. proof that this kind of communication yeah. is lacking and is good. Right. Mm-hmm. Pr- it's actually nothing else. It's proof of interest in other humans. Right. And we are sort of cha- like I'm challenging you just sure. to have some fun or whatever. Sure. <laughs> I don't take offense no, to like either. whatever. I um, I He's actually, pretty much unoffendable. Yeah. I'm very offendable. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just you are not very I will take offendable. note of that. I you know. Right? So not very offendable. <laughs> I know you're unoffendable. No doubt. I just don't give a shit. Like I've got to that point in my life. Me too. Like, I don't Amen. really give a fuck anymore. When mm-hmm. you go through whatever you've gone through in life, yeah. whether you know some struggles yeah. or you know peaks and valleys yeah. or whatever, you get to the point where don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's subtle exactly. Art. Yeah, the it's, subtle it's art. true. But it, it's not even subtle. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. I've gotten to that point when you kind of understand when you understand yourself fully mm-hmm. as a human, the light and the dark side. When you understand both those sides of yourself. Mm-hmm. You kind of become unbreakable, mm-hmm. and that's what I feel like I've got. I've gotten that point. I feel like I'm breakable. Like I'll deal with anything that comes my way. Like there's not a problem I can't solve. There's not a person I can't deal with. And if you don't like me, okay, cool, mm-hmm. no problem, no skin off my back. Your problem, not mine. Yeah, I mean, there's a an old uh, guy used to live down the street from me when I was a kid. So he must have been. Oh my gosh, I mean, if he's still around today, he'd be well over 100 years old. But 
Um, I remember he said something one time when I was delivering this paper. And he was like, I think I, have, I had just earned the Eagle Scout Award in Scouts. And I, was, and I remember delivering a paper. And he's like grilling me on his front mm-hmm. porch. And he, and he said something to me. And he said, um, I, never, I never forget him saying this to me. He goes, he goes listen. If they're not paying your way through life, yeah. their opinion really doesn't matter. Right. You can choose to take it and learn from it if it's mm-hmm. valuable to you. But in reality, if they're not paying your way, your existence, it mm-hmm. really doesn't matter. Always remember that, kid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. But, I mean, if you think about it, you unwind yeah. that. I mean, mm-hmm. opinions matter from those you love because sure. you're interested. Yeah. But in reality, someone's opinion of you, mm-hmm. you know, unless they're just mm-hmm. paying your entire way through yeah. life, your pure existence is according to them, yeah. then really what does it matter? Yeah. yeah. I'll listen to someone's opinion. I'll be very kind and decent to everybody. but It doesn't affect mm-hmm. my, doesn't, my state of happiness. It doesn't affect that. It doesn't, make, mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. affect my decision-making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's just thank you for your opinion. I appreciate it. Like maybe I'll listen to it. Maybe you have a nugget of wisdom in there that I'll take. But mm-hmm. – for the most part, like I'm going to make my right. decisions the way I make my decisions. So let's talk a little bit about the delusion of happiness or the happiness state that is being projected by social media. Mm-hmm. Primarily, I'm going to key on one particular platform, Instagrams, mm. okay. where a lot of the ads, I should say. I mean, I'm not talking about people exaggerating their photos and creating mm-hmm. fake lives. I'm not worried about that. I'm talking about more of the commerce end of it. There seems to be a lot of... Um, Interesting advertisements, and of course, because we are in an age now where advertisements, for the most part, since since basically the proliferation of social media, I'll say, mm-hmm. are kind of the Wild West. There really aren't any kind of ba- checks and balances about mm-hmm. promises made no. to the public mm-hmm. in advertisements, whereas no. I would like to think that before the Internet or during the early years of the Internet, you really couldn't exaggerate. There was like, and I'm not even saying regulation's great, but there were mechanisms in place that would check you if you were basically lying to the public. That's all sure. gone right now. And I'm saying that when you scroll through this stuff, um, it can create an illusion that there's all these different avenues that will give you immediate happiness through possessions, through things. It's it's really, it's very interesting landscape. Would you not agree? Sure. Mm-hmm. I bought a spaghetti micro, a microwave, microwave <laughs> spaghetti cooker, so I'm the advertiser's like dream. Because I buy this stu- because Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, I buy stupid shit all the time. Oh, 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 he bought a treadmill desk. I, as well, uh, too. I bought an exercise bike desk while I was at the gym on a bike watching TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Came up I'm like this is a this is a fucking brilliant you idea. Can't make I'm this definitely up. gonna buy Rocco, this. I'm gonna ask you a question. Sure. Have you ever done a deprivation chamber? <laughs> and how long do you? How long do you think, if it was a 60-minute session, how long do you think that you could last? Well, I meditate every day. I could last 60 minutes. I you think. could last 60 yeah, minutes? I think so. They're yeah. fantastic. I recommend this yeah, for I've you. Been I, someone just asked me I recommend today. total deprivation for you. Okay. Total. Oh, yeah. Am I that off? Darkness, no. Well, no. I think it's good for you, yeah. sir. Thank you. That's just my own, um, like, health kind of mm-hmm. expertise okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. in my assessment. What would that do for me? What would that do for yeah. you? I'm just Hopefully um, you turn your mind off. Okay. Maybe you fall asleep. He can't turn okay. his mind well, off. Well, no. I would, okay. I'm, he might be able to. If he meditates, he knows yeah. how to turn yeah. his mind off. I do, yes. That's all that I is. Do. It's focusing on okay. the breath. Uh-huh. Bringing okay. you back yeah. to the breath. Uh-huh. Okay. That's it. 
And then you see what happens from there, and usually, like, you fall asleep. I'll stop buying shit on TikTok, baby. If there's not a video, it didn't happen. So if you do this, someone's got a video. I've been wanting to do it. I just haven't had time. Yeah, like, it's those float You make time, though. I know. Yeah, you just make time, though. True, yes. Whatever. No, I've been wanting to do one. They're fantastic. There's one in Green Tree, I think, right near my office. What is it? Oh, cool. I have no idea what that is. So they come in all different forms. It's like a float tank, so it's full of salt. So you're buoyant. So you just float there. And there's usually like um, a pillow or mm-hmm. something that you can put your head on because people do fall asleep. Yeah. And then you're just in total deprivation or you can customize some of them so you can hear sound or there's like twinkle lights. Mm-hmm. So there's just something there. I and feel you're like just I need floating. That. Yeah, I mean, Everybody kind of needs these yeah. things to turn off. Can I listen to Led Zeppelin while I do it? You can actually, but like... You're not depriving yourself. I would, yeah, I would kind of just like I would do total. Da- I'm serious I'm for like one hour. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like I need that. It would, yeah, it would it's, yeah, it's stop great me from like from mindfulness. And, right. Or you come up with ideas if you, like mm, you go through okay. meditations yeah. that way, mm-hmm. where you kind of like go in with an intention. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I'm feeling low because X, Y, and Z are happening, mm-hmm. and then you just let it out into the ether. Mm. You meditate on it, and then maybe you come up with a solve. So okay. I think people distract themselves from, you know, all like, you know, you watch someone picking up their phone 55 times, you know, I'm in there every morning looking mm-hmm. at my rude Elmo TikToks, you know, wait, wait, for, wait, real. Wait, wait, for real, for real, rude Elmo. Rude Elmo. <laughs> oh my God, it's hilarious. Elmo. Oh my gosh. Elmo? If you've <laughs> never seen these Elmo TikToks, I'm fascinated. No, I, I'm, I send them to everybody. I'm I don't just, have TikTok. It makes me like when I'm I in a bad mood or something, okay. I just look up Elmo TikToks and <laughs> oh Elmo has like relationship advice and it is uh, the funniest thing oh I've gosh. ever seen in my oh, life. Speaking like, of happiness, watched, Elmo's always happy. Right? I just lost Not this Elmo. Yeah. Tonight. Oh my God. I'm going to be looking at that tonight. <laughs> Rude oh, Elmo. No. It's, it's just look up Elmo TikToks. They're hilarious. Oh the God. relationship advice he gives. I'm going to do that. I'm dying. Like... I'm going to send you them all the time okay. now on Rude Messenger. Elmo. I'm, I'm it's not just Elmo, Elmo TikToks, but people, you know, use the phone. Yeah. Oh, it's as, not called Rude Elmo. No, it's just Elmo. It's just, Elmo I just I just okay. Google Elmo TikToks and it'll come up immediately because okay. it has like four million. You're going to die. Like there's, <laughs> but there's there's like hundreds of them. Are they yeah. memes or videos? They're they're TikTok videos. Of like Elmo talking. I'm not getting sued by Sesame Street. No, Elmo's a puppet and yeah. he's giving advice. That's it's, fantastic. Yeah, and it's the voice and like that's awesome. You know, Elmo's saying fuck. Yes. Oh, almost, almost like this person probably makes like millions there's a lo- of dollars for having this. There's like a bunch of different people. Yeah, there's a bunch of different people who do it. Yeah, yeah. Who, who are like doing these puppets, but yeah. they're just. It's it's the stuff you always like. You wish you could tell people to their face, but you can't. But Elmo's doing it, but it's funny because it's Elmo's voice. Yeah, yeah you could. <laughs> you use Elmo to tell it. Yeah, Elmo's yeah. voice. You know. Yeah. yeah. You could just send, well, that's oh, like yeah. when I tell someone off next, I'm going to use Elmo's voice well, and see like, if it, it's okay. But if it that's works. like that's a, a that's in psychology <laughs> yeah. or like uh, psychotherapy. It's easier to deliver bad news with like a sock puppet because it. <laughs> <laughs> it like, Your relationship is a piece of shit. Yeah. By the way, and that's kind of. 
one, the last TikTok that I I'm watched, serious. he was telling someone <laughs> that they were a piece of shit. <laughs> it, is the, it is the funniest. Like, uh, I, maybe you'll think it's funny. Do it. yeah. Maybe you'll think it's funny. Maybe you won't. But I just I will check it they're out. They're short. Definitely. You know, I'm check it out. Definitely. I just I, I like TikTok. I have TikTok. I use TikTok. How did we get I buy here? Things <laughs> oh, it was me buying things off TikTok, and now we. I know. But no. But seriously, they're like distraction. People distract mm-hmm. themselves from feeling, right. you know, something uncomfortable. There's something uncomfortable is happening, so you distract yourself with a TikTok, or you people are distracted you know, all the time. Like yeah. that's it's, that's the problem. I'm are finding we, myself doing world, it. Our world is made. Are this we way. Uh, okay? Yeah. But are, let me ask you this question: Are we are we distracted in searching on social media because it's kind of like we're looking for happiness or happy moments? I'm distracting myself. Like I I started this new job, and we were talking about mm-hmm. like. I can't even remember what we were talking about, but like I started this new job and I'm uncomfortable because I, I did something for 15 years. Now I'm doing something else. I don't really know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm good at what I do, but all the steps that I need to do, you mm-hmm. know, I don't, I don't really know mm-hmm. what I don't know yeah. too. Okay. You know, so I'm kind of getting, you know, nervous about it, and you know, I don't think I like this, or you know, and then I just realized like I don't freaking know what I'm doing. I need help, like. With okay. the day to day, like okay. you know, all the inputting and yeah. this goes here and there and so on, and it was making me feel as if like I was not good at my job, but you know, I ended up having to yeah. ask for help. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I need some help. Once yeah. I got the help, everything was fine. But in that period of time where I didn't have the help, you know, I would I would be uncomfortable. You know, so and it's like, fuck, I'm going to get on my phone. Yeah. I'm going to look at this. Yeah. I'm going to start looking, you know. And yeah. I would stop, you know, do something. I can't figure out what I'm doing. I would yeah. take a break and look at Rude Elmo, <laughs> yeah. you know. I know. I... So that's what I found myself doing, like distracting myself <laughs> over very... and over and over, mm-hmm. which wasn't, yeah. that's that, not good. But, but isn't that society, though? I mean, isn't that, isn't that the bulk of society? Well, I won't. Like, if, if a client comes in to meet with me and they have their phone on the table, I won't take them seriously. I know. Like, if you have your phone on the table, like, you're not taking this meeting. Like, you schedule a meeting with me. Like, if you have your phone on the table, even if it's turned upside down, unless, like, I've had clients say, I'm just ha- I'm waiting for my kid to call me. Yeah. Right. No problem. But I just, like, my phone's always in my pocket. When I'm right. meeting with the client, they have my attention for that mm-hmm. hour, however long it is. Mm-hmm. I just have a hard time taking people seriously. Because if you can't remove that distraction long enough to have this 30 or 60 minute yeah. meeting, this isn't that serious to you. Or you're not that serious. I'm not going to set up your business for you because I don't think you're ready. Because you can't, you can't di- undistract yourself. It's just, we are a very distracted society and it drives me crazy. I well, wanted to have that conversation with someone recently and I don't know how to like broach that subject, but I wanted to have that conversation like, am I, you can am use I, this podcast. Am I boring? Yeah. 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 You're welcome. Am I boring or <laughs> am I you, like, you know, are you not, you know, inter, you know, I solve in, problems. I know. Yeah. There's no like, there's no conversation <laughs> if someone's, checking their phone 55 no. times while you're mm-hmm. with them you know it's like mm-hmm. they're not they're not they're not Engaging. engaged in the conversation right. no. that's the problem no. and it's i have had podcasts here and only only a handful but over the course of 320 some shows i've had a handful that i've had people and it's always been a, a panel show it's never been a one-on-one show That'd be really insulting to me if it's a one-on-one <laughs> show but they get like this when it's not their turn to talk they'll grab their phone and they're, they're going like this now, I wanted to say, what? do you realize this is a video show? Right. This is an audio only. <laughs> they were over And needless to say, they have not come back, have not been invited back, these few. Oh, my God. But uh, good people, but just not, yeah. just, I mean, and I would think if you're on a, I mean, this is not something you do every day. He pretty no. does a lot of them. But yeah. the point is, you don't generally do this every day. So if you're in here and there's like eight cameras on you. Yeah. 
and you know it's going out to the ether and the internet and you chose mm-hmm. to do it, you think you would not be in the breaks mm-hmm. going like this. It's like an I, awareness thing. Like, I don't I, think I don't, you yeah. I, I was just going to say that right. of themselves. Yeah. But here's yeah. the thing. Did you know that, like, none of us are actually aware of ourselves because we cannot see ourselves from the outside in? Other people can tell us what the hell to do because you can see it like that. And yeah. I know you know what I'm talking yeah. about, yeah. Uh-huh. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Rocket, like, were you ever in, like, a... That's a great point. Were you ever in, a like, a meeting with a client and you're Mm -hmm. presenting to a client Mm -hmm. and you like stop in your mind and think like wait i'm the person presenting this to like i become like extremely Mm self-aware and you're like like, out of body experience yeah it almost almost. stopped myself (laughs) and like wait a minute you flow yeah it's like it's you're in a flow state it's Mm -hmm. so interesting like that actually happened to you anytime i speak yeah i mean you i get very aware like when i've Mm -hmm. done like public speaking Mm -hmm. you get very aware of where i am and just it is that like flow like just like because i've practiced it so much it's just like like when I did my TED talk, like I practiced that ad nauseum. I don't. I had an out of body experience when I stepped well, on don't stage. Don't they make you? Don't they make you like do it over and over again? Well, I mean, I mean, you do should. They? I mean, you get. I didn't like practice in front of them. Oh like, no! It okay. was just. I thought. I thought they made you do it. Like you have to like submit your submit your stuff, and they okay. look at the talk. But then I practiced yeah. it for like I had like a six month window. Okay. Yeah. And they signed me on to when yeah. I did it. Yeah. And I mean, but like I. I remember just listening to music and then walking out on stage and then that was it. Yeah. And it was like an out of body, but it just like, it all came out. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was just an out of body experience. Called, yeah. That's called being prepared. Well, that's, I mean, I played sports, right? So it's just like you're in that state where you, mm-hmm. when you're prepared so much, it's second nature. Like any type of presentation I do to a client, like I had a big one in the summer, which I prepared so much for it was a huge account. And then we just can't tell you what I said. But it, it went really well. It was just I was just so prepared that mm-hmm. I just and I'm the type of person to be, I don't script things. Like I the TED talk was the hardest thing for me to do because mm-hmm. I had to script yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It was 12 minutes. I had 12 minutes. Every word mattered. I can get up and talk for 90 minutes on a stage off the off the cuff without without writing anything, just knowing what I'm going to talk about. So that was harder for me. But I think when you prepare enough, you just mm-hmm. get into that flow state, and it's. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an interesting experience to have. Like you know when you're in it. Mm-hmm. You know what humans don't do <clears throat> that I think every human could benefit from. It's going to sound quirky, but this show requires me to edit, right? Mm-hmm. And we're on camera. I chose yeah. to do a video show. So what do, what have I spent hundreds of hours of my life the past four years doing? Looking at myself and listening to myself. Yeah. Right. That has had an impact. Uh, an incredible impact on the way mm-hmm. I have handled my business, my family, my marketing for my business. Because I, you know, you're forced to stare at yourself. That's not always a great thing. Yes, but you know, my dialect, how I speak, yeah. the pace in which I speak, how I make mm-hmm. eye contact, yes. all that stuff, I had to refine. But I think that's healthy. I think to your point, you're right. We don't see ourselves as we maneuver through the day. You can't. How can you? But even like from a visual standpoint, I think it would behoove folks to, I mean, Mm -hmm. no one's going to do this, but if there was a way that you could see little snippets of your life, a video of you interacting in different areas, (laughs) you could learn from that. I I, I literally had this conversation before I left the office today with with Emma, because the attorneys in my office, they, they started the competition between themselves putting out videos like TikTok videos mm-hmm. and so they're all like Matt, Ben and Emma are in this competition and Emma was in my office and I was explaining her I said, I said you just gotta get comfortable doing it I said right. for the simple fact is you'll learn how you speak 
You'll mm. watch yourself speak. You'll see how you how your words fluctuate, how your pitch and tone changes, how your facial expressions are. So you'll be more aware of how you're speaking to clients. She's a young lawyer. She's going to be fantastic. And right. So I was just I literally had this discussion with her. I said you'll get the more you do it. You'll never get fully comfortable doing it, but you'll be able to watch yourself and you'll now be able to look at certain words you say and the way you say them, how how the speed of your voice is, how to how to you know speak in a more persuasive way or how to speak in a more energetic way. Like it'll just watching yourself. You're like studying yourself. Exactly. And you don't do that. You don't, don't see yourself. Humans don't do that. We're exactly. Not a, yeah. We're not in a position to do that. No, really, we're not. You know? no, but uniquely not. for this thing, mm-hmm. I kind of had no choice. Yeah. Right? But man, it's like, oh, you really get dialed into like, Weights and all kinds of stuff. You, know, you like, get dialed into like your, you know, everything. Appearance is superficial, but it kind of isn't. It's part right. of your being because that's what you see and that's what you present. Correct. And like that's Correct. super important because you were talking about the phone being on the table yeah. in that yes. presentation. Yeah. You're constantly being judged, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Even if yeah. someone says, "Nah, I'm not really judgmental." Oh, you're ju- yeah, you're, you're judgmental. definitely you taking something. I, I was telling them yeah. when I got here. I, I was watching a video earlier today about um, like they were talking about law firms, and this one woman was talking about. She worked at different types of like small, medium, and large law firms. Mm-hmm. She says, lookism is a thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, you have to look a certain way mm-hmm. or they won't hire you. She's like, mm-hmm. she's like, people say they don't judge a book by its cover, but no, they totally do. Everybody in every profession you're judged, mm-hmm. you have well, to look mm-hmm. a certain way. Yeah. yeah. And Jim Rohn said it decades ago. He said, it'd be, it would be nice if humans would not judge other humans, mm-hmm. right? right? It'd be a nicer world, right? But yeah, guess what? Yeah. They do. Right. Yeah. And you need to understand that as mm-hmm. you try to make a good mm-hmm. life for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. First impression Well, like you can't exactly assign value like into things that mm-hmm. you really can't change like think about it can you sure. change your appearance too much no. a little bit but like not yeah i think madonna did oh my god <laughs> <laughs> sorry she's a little, she's a little crusty that, about it apparently that, that, uh, that was rough yeah but, but that's like, a shame no one should ever tell you how you should right. or shouldn't look oh, right. that's, yeah, that's also exactly. her point yeah. so like who gives a shit she's going <laughs> to be madonna in everyone's eyes it doesn't matter what the hell she does mm-hmm. you cannot age gracefully in hollywood these days mm-hmm. i don't i don't know maybe yeah. men can women can't i don't know what that is maybe mm-hmm. but like you like you can't control that but our well, value is assigned in that sometimes yeah and what we have any public person especially mm-hmm. uber yeah. public person mm-hmm. like her has authenticity right. because mm-hmm. of the body of work and her body yeah. the body of the years that she's had mm-hmm. so Absolutely. to your point 100 she's gonna she can alter little things and look weird i mean you know she's a chameleon she always yeah. had yeah. different looks anyways yeah. yeah but that authenticity of, of her body of work is going to be there yeah mm-hmm. and i think that that's on a lesser extent Humans would, in my very humble opinion, we would be better served to try to understand, you know, to embrace that authenticity, figure out what the hell it is, and then just not worry about the rest. Right. That's what I meant by like everyone being special. We are our own authentic selves. Yes. The uniqueness of it. That's all. That's all I was saying. That That unique, but I think, yeah, 100%. You don't get a job because you're special. Let's just start there. Yes. Amen. But I am special. (laughs) I believe it. I believe it. I'm special. I'm learning. That's what I do. I know. Do you think there's a portion of our population who believes it's more important to project that they are happy and living a happy life yes than really examining <laughs> whether didn't, they're didn't, actually happy didn't even not. have to get it out wow yes does that make any sense yeah absolutely 
the projection of happy, living a happy life. Like what or it looks like, do you mean? Appearances are everything showing for other people. people that I'm happy and I'm doing all these unique mm-hmm. things and I have a smile mm-hmm. on my face. That, that that whole thing of projecting happiness. If they didn't, they wouldn't be. You know, people wouldn't be looking at these TikToks or looking at Instagram or Facebook or you know that wouldn't be important to put your shit all over social media if people didn't think that or didn't want people to feel that. Hmm. I, I just don't believe a lot of the stuff. Like Rock and I've had many conversations yeah. where you know where we differ is I'm a little more of a pessimist than him when I maneuver through the day. Definitely. I kind of believe that I'm going to be lied to. I'm kind of believe I expect like a skeptic. I'm a what do you call me? Yeah, you're a skeptic. I'm a skeptic. Yeah, I don't want to be this way, but I I used to be. I used to take everybody at face value until I got burned so much that that kind of sh- shaded my. Do you think you're a? Re- I think I'm a realist. Do you think you're a realist? Like I think I'm not a pessimist or an optimist. I'm a realist. Yeah, I, I think I have my brain operates too much. I think I am a skeptic. I think I'm mm-hmm. looking to find out the angle because. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's just how I'm wired. I'm not saying it's good. I try to, to moderate it. It doesn't rule my life. Do you think but... you find this in other people because you're looking for it and then you label it I'm as sure, like yeah. whatever? I'm and... not sure I always have people pegged right either. Okay. You know, I mean, okay. I, I'm certainly not great at that, but I, I, you know, I, I just feel like when I look into the ether now, and again, here's where here's where maybe it's the age thing because. I got on the internet in 97, 96 actually, started a business in 90, end of 98, and did commerce on there, but it was very web-oriented, like with, I mean, I just saw the power of message boards and websites and mm-hmm. commerce there. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that it was the easiest platform on the world to lie to other humans, because mm-hmm. clients would lie once in a while, vendors, companies, shipping it was just nobody cared about lying because you didn't have to have that verbal human conversation anymore mm-hmm. now you had this wall between people mm-hmm. and you could send a text an email later on video but there was something between the humans which made it easier to lie the consequences mm-hmm. may have been the same ultimately or maybe not i don't know mm-hmm. but then i started to say wow it's just lying it's just like people are wow so then i started looking for areas that you know and i and again it's just me that's all so my point is when i see things on the web now i'm really suspect and i take some time to examine before i really buy into that that's probably okay well, because anyone can have uh that influence so mm-hmm. anybody can label themselves as like an influencer these mm-hmm. days you like can buy a blue check. Is this a thing? Um, well, the Twitter they're talking about Twitter. Do, I don't that. do that. I don't do Twitter. Yeah. Can. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, how do you again assign value? Right? It's like the wild, wild west out there, and I see yeah. some of these like fitness because that's just mm-hmm. like the business the that in. I'm yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. And it just um, it makes me so sad because all it is is the image of. Mm-hmm. Okay, and a lot of times it's doctored and it's not real. Mm-hmm. So if you met this person in person, they would look so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like online dating. So we talked yeah. about <laughs> we talked about you know dating and things like that, like COVID dating. We yeah. we COVID in our one show, yeah. Yeah, and like yes. and I've had a lot of friends who were on like dating sites and things like that. And I had this one friend who told me recently that he was he was on this dating site. And um, someone I work with, and this girl 
shows up and she's like 200 pounds heavier than her picture hmm. and and he he was like i'm just fucking sick of this i'm just so he like teed off on her and was like look you know you're pretty like i probably he like threw money down and said i'm out but he said you're pretty like i probably would have gone out with you if you would have had your real picture on there yeah. why do people feel the need to present mm-hmm. yourself in, like with filters and you know mm-hmm. why I think I think it's a lack of self confidence. Yeah, I think right. people, I think people are very insecure by right. nature because, again, I I think as humans you don't get secure in yourself until you work on yourself. Most people aren't willing to do the hard work. The, True, that, that is working on yourself, like understanding your ugliness, understanding mm-hmm. your monster inside, mm-hmm. understanding all parts of you, and being able to really know who you are authentically. Right. I think right. when you get to that point. Then it's like you like I don't really give a shit. Like exactly, you, you get very comfortable with who you are, and yeah. I'm gonna put out what I put out, whether you like it or not. I don't really care. It's, <clears throat> it's me. Um, but I think a lot of people only show the good because they're so insecure that people will find out about the bad. Well, that, that's the whole story that's, of online dating, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, you always want to present as your best self when you're meeting someone. You mm-hmm. always do, right? Like I tried sure. to put on my best self meeting you guys today. I don't. Yeah. Know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. So this is my best self. <laughs> just kidding. You got right, you got right in throwing blows. I mean, was, no. I'm just kidding. I'm totally so my kidding. daughter tells the story. Things. My daughter would, totally would tell this story about like, <laughs> you know, how she would like, act, you know, actually like burp, fart, whatever she did. Yeah. Like when she would get to know people, she'd just act like herself. And I was like, seriously, like you fart around people? Like you're yeah. dating someone? She's like, it's false advertising if you don't. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I'm going to be who I am if they think that I'm cool or, yeah. you know, funny or, you know, normal or real or whatever. I mean, I Great. say fuck in front of clients all the time. Like, first meeting, I might drop the F-bomb. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. that's who I am. I'm not going to mm-hmm. change who I am. It, you know, you came to me, you know who I am, you want to work with me. So, mm-hmm. you know, if if me saying mm-hmm. F, I'm Italian and I'm animated. Like, that's right. just who I am. So I'm not going to change who I am. I, I get to your point. Like, you want to put on your best self. I'm not going to come there like an animal. But, <laughs> I, you know, I, I am who I am. And I, mm-hmm. I, not everybody has to like me. And that's okay. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm not for everybody. Yeah, but you're always going to sort of, like, present your best when you first meet somebody. Yeah, like, I that's mean, just how that's just how it is. But so sure. Instagram is this on repeat. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but I think, like, but, look at my hair now and now. Look but, at these eyebrows. But, but, I, well, I, but that, that's I mean, there is that part of Instagram. But but also Instagram is there's a lot of authentic people on there. I think yeah, there I really think, are. It's tough to find though. You have to be looking for it. Like I think I think I think to your point, like you're a skeptic, right? So you're you're skeptical of everything you see. I think, Eric, like, well, I mean, the majority of things I'm increasingly <laughs> that way because a couple of years ago, I decided to go pure authenticity. Like, yeah. I just don't give a yeah. fuck. Yeah. Well, if anyone doesn't dig me, I just don't care. Yeah. I got enough people in my life that mm-hmm. think I'm okay. Yeah. And that's who I choose to be with. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Yeah. So when I went there, I I think I, I don't know if I became more skeptical or, I don't know. But, I, but now it's just interesting because sadly now i'm comparing that mindset mm-hmm. to everybody and that's not fair for me to do that because sure. that's a I, i'm living a very unvarnished life i know it's not for everybody mm-hmm. but i am kind of thinking yeah i used to fool try try to fool people and, yeah uh, and now i don't do that now it's real easy for me to criticize others because i can see it. it's real apparent yeah mm-hmm. does it make any sense yeah like I just i mean i'm not saying it's right or wrong I'm well just, like yeah. you've just evolved to this position <clears throat> that evolved. you're in or yeah, whatever yeah right you can't exactly. help it you're I've just evolved. like and again like you're you 
can sort of like yeah. assess people, right? Mm-hmm. And you've gathered like a good group of like by yeah. your own perspective, for, for sure. right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with with this. It's just mm-hmm. your own. Yeah, and I, and I think there is something to like. I think when you're in business, I believe that certainly there are there are there's decorum. I'm a big believer in civility and decorum mm-hmm. and kindness, hundred percent. I wouldn't walk up to someone and start swearing in front of them. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, I I like the niceties in life. I like sure. the fact that when I go to see Rocco, he's in his suit. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that there's a, there's a professional professional demeanor there for business. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that we're having civil conversations, mm-hmm. right? I don't need someone to pretend they're more civil than they are or conversely mm-hmm. pretend that there's someone they're not less civil than they yeah. actually are. And I think that goes on a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big problem. People mm-hmm. pretending to be people that they're they're not to the point where they're not good actors. It kind of mm-hmm. like right in front of you. I mean, you it's very easy to spot now. Yeah, like that, that, for that, sure. I, I think you can go on Instagram right now and I could scroll through my feed and I can spot the 10 people that are fake and the mm-hmm. 10 people that are real. Like I, 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 I like to be a pretty good judge of character and mm-hmm. I've been, that's what I do for a living. I read mm-hmm. people in every situation. So, Instagram just becomes very apparent, like who's faking it and who's not. And if they need to fake, it, like okay, like that's them. Like I don't, yeah, I'm not going to judge somebody for that. Me. It's just it's that's what they. If that funny. makes them happy, or if that's mm-hmm. what they need to do right. to to be them, like cool. Like it doesn't impact me one way or the other. Right. But it's easy to spot, definitely. And I guess that's where I feel like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of showing pretend happiness, like people mm-hmm. pretending to be happy because they feel they need to show that to the world. And that's mm-hmm. weird and kind of sad in a way that we feel the the need or we feel the compunction to do that. You know? I wonder if it just comes from wanting the acceptance. Like yeah. that's kind of all we really want is to kind of just mm-hmm. be accepted by people. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, right? Well, that's a, I mean, that's a good point. I think that is a big piece of it. I think people do, you know, so yearn do, for acceptance. Yeah, they do wild shit to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and they they give things that, like, they think that other people want. What kind of messed up shit is that? Yeah. Did you just yeah. hear what I said? Yeah. yeah. But, but we've talked about it on the radio show all the time. Like, yeah. what, like people do things to be part of a group. They found mm-hmm. their group. Like, even in politics mm-hmm. now, like, people... They found a group of people that support their bullshit theory, and they're, that's all they wanted was someone to accept them. And that's what people are looking for. So even with the happiness, I think that is part of it. I think it's a really mm-hmm. good point because people are looking. They think, well, people will accept me if I portray this lifestyle. Because those are the pe- because those are the types of people they want to accept them. So they figured out, like, this is the mm-hmm. demographic of people I want to be associated with. So I need to pretend I am that way for them to accept me. Because if I want to be associated with people that are wealthy or successful or drive Lamborghinis and I don't, mm-hmm. I have to pretend I do. So they'll accept me and then eventually I can get to that point. Like I think a lot of people do that mental gymnastics. They think if I pretend it, get into the sphere, then being around those people will help me create it. Which I don't I don't blame that. Mine's well, a good mindset. What, that's what people think like manifesting is, which is so it's not. silly. No, it's not. It's you like a frequency work. that you have to actually emit. It's your energy and then it's the work that you put yes, in and it's all yes. this other stuff. It's not just like, oh, I'm gonna go to this party and like right. <laughs> you know, just mingle it out. 
But I, but I do agree with no. being around the right people changes yeah. your stage. For sure. Like, my circle has changed completely. Sure. And like every level mm-hmm. in life you get to, your circle evolves, and it's sure. and it's you're around people that are doing bigger things, yeah. and it's you just, can't omit the work. And that was that's my right, issue that, with that yes. book, The Secret, and an Oprah, and all yeah. them in the movie. I, it's like I don't say it's all bullshit because you do want to put yourself in a position sure. to make the changes to change mm-hmm. your life. But when you just wish and pray without any action or work, you know, that's a delusion that's being mm-hmm. sold to people that I think is kind of dangerous. Yeah. My opinion. But yeah, I, mean, I think I think it's like, like Ed Milet always talked about raising your temperature. Like you want to be around people that raise your temperature. Mm-hmm. If you're always around people that are operating at 70 degrees, you're never going to operate more than 75 degrees. Right. But mm-hmm. if you're a 70 degree and you operate around or you're around people that are 100 degrees, mm-hmm. you're eventually going to mm-hmm. raise your temperature to that group. Mm-hmm. That's just the, that's just nature's taking its mm-hmm. course. And I've, and I've witnessed that in my own life. Like once I eliminated certain people or certain relationships from my life that were kind of the drag and put myself in position with more successful people, smarter people, it just made me elevate myself mm-hmm. because I'm around those people and I'm learning from them and observing and pushing myself to be better. You're like I think. inspired by them. Yeah, exactly, that's yeah. exactly right. And it, and it pushes you to be better because if, if, if they can do it, why yeah. can't I? Right. I think I think that's part of what other people do, just sometimes pretend to create this air of influence. Like they mm-hmm. wanna be the influencer. Right. And it's like you're not, like just right. accept who you are. Well, based off of looks, generally, this is how you sure. get there, right? And then yeah. you're fed. You can be fed. Mm-hmm. You're just like a little puppet to sell whatever or <laughs> yeah. make money or whatever you're doing out there. It's it's crazy. Like OnlyFans. I was just, that word was coming out of my mouth right I'm now. I'm with you. Yes. We've, I, um, yeah, through the ether, we've connected this evening. Yes. I mean, that is, I mean, those <laughs> words were coming out of my mouth. Yeah. That the people that sell feet, feet, feet I was picks. thinking about doing it. I mean, listen, I've watched videos of people that make, like, ridiculous... I'm like, if I had good-looking feet, I'd probably consider doing that, too. I like, do. Holy shit. Like, there you go. I, I, I watched there a video go. of a woman in her 40s. In That's her, me. In her 40s. She was making $40,000 a month. Selling feet pics. That's that's actually oh what I was going to tell you about. I'm that like, was my big idea. Forty Eric. grand. I'm in the wrong. I've, I have some I, decent looking feet too. I watched that. I took off my shoes. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. I can't do that. Even like, I have some cute feet. Yeah, so. but even if they're hammered, <laughs> like little, there's a market for that. I, I mean, I have. I mean, I have normal guy feet. They're not <laughs> anything great. I mean, they're just normal feet. <laughs> I'm flat footed, so maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Can I give you an example? Sure. So on my Instagram, <laughs> this is where this came from. On my Instagram, okay. I put um, up a post about foot health. Okay. <laughs> okay. You gotta be shitting me. I swear to God, you can go on there right okay. now and see this. Okay. And I showed you an example of how I would spread my toes in in the evening and put my little feet up and like watch some uh, Fuck That's Delicious. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. <laughs> So I got so many views off of that. I got so many DMs off of that. And I started asking people why. And it's just, I don't know. It was like, your feet look like a Ninja Turtles. I got that. And I was like, rad. You know? Your feet I look swear like to a God. Ninja Turtle's feet. Yeah, the way that they, they were spread, it only looked like I had like three feet like that. I swear to God. But like, oh it was so popular and I was just like, oh my God, maybe I just like. There's gotta be a way to make money off of that. There, there <laughs> is. There you go. You there just, is, but I you mean, have to have fans in order to be on the OnlyFans. I think only you just made fans. some fans putting up a 
picture about foot health. I mean, just like, I know. hey, could you do all those people Could you do it anom- anonymously? Anonymously? Well, I would have to. So I have tattoos. So I would have to put makeup on, and also I have like a little mark on my foot. It, it's adorable. Um, <laughs> so I would. I would. <laughs> I would I would have to cover that up. <laughs> I mean, there's a market for. I mean, people make ridiculous amounts of money on this. Like, oh it's my goodness, stupid money. So it's people so like to look at other people's feet. I guess I don't <laughs> well, fucking know. Fetishes, like ew, but I don't want to do that. It's I don't so want to do real. that. Like I don't want to do I that. I really thought about it to fund my LLC. <laughs> I swear, and I'm like, I am out. Don't cost that much and money. I know, well, well the, the stuff that I want. My- <laughs> okay. I mean, we do LLCs. They don't cost that much money. You know, I, know, I, I know what I know what you're talking about, like all the paperwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about like the big, the big, um, the big like idea. That. So, like the equipment and the building. Got it. And the, okay. Well, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, I honestly, up. and I, I literally said to myself, I was like, Amy, you are being like way out of integrity with like your core values i literally had this discussion i was talking about this at work (laughs) and i said you guys hear me out here are my top five core values and i was like listing all these and i was like would i be out of integrity like that's one of my core values if i did this and they're like well yeah amy like yeah (laughs) like pimped out your feet is that what you're talking about no but you can do it anonymously right it's hard because you have to get fan, you have to get fans to know about your OnlyFans page mm-hmm. to then pay to be a member of your OnlyFans page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you ever go on Instagram and see all these fitness influencers, they'll have like a link. Mm-hmm. Like you can link pay, tree. yeah, like go to my mm-hmm. subscription and OnlyFans for private content. Mm-hmm. And dudes will pay mm-hmm. like fifty bucks a fucking month. Oh yeah, yeah, to look at a girl like in a bikini or in lingerie, like. There's free shit out there if you're looking for that. Like, why yeah. are you going to pay fifty? But, but because of who you are, that's it. That's what or it like is. What you look like, and I even because you're real to them, right? And I even is. thought about doing. This is so bad, you guys. Um, I thought about <laughs> so there's a there's like this market, right? And okay. it's like um, milfs. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't know how to start this. The so. milf market. You started it. You said oh milf market. So I was, I was gonna like. Continue. I was gonna lift weights. Yeah. In like shorts and okay. maybe like a bra top or something like that, and that would be my OnlyFans. Um, nothing like egregious or anything sure. like this, but like just do that. But also, like, and, and here's the other thing. Here's what's genius about this is like collect those viewers, but also like teach them things. Like mm-hmm. it would it would like sort of like reshape okay. this this idea of like OnlyFans, where it's like no, Amy's actually like showing us proper form and explaining to us like what this should look like. You know, okay. did you what see, it's good for? Did you but watch I Shameless? Would, did no. you ever watch Shameless? Anybody? Uh-uh. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Okay. Because there's a, there's a couple who own a bar, and the the wife she'll like dress topless, ironing. Okay. And well, on Instagram, and and and, and that's her, you know, and and she gets paid, and people watch her like doing yeah. housework and like scantily clothed well, or yeah, like or naked lift, or. But that's like what you see at the gym anyway. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, yes. there's actually nothing different that I'm doing. I'm just collecting my own group of weird individuals that want to watch a 41 almost uh, lady that like you know. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I could make like 
a bunch of capital to like fund this like big idea that I swear I mean, to God, I don't know that I'll do not? it. I feel like it's a little bit out of integrity based off of like what you have to do to get there. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I mean, but if you're just if you're just you flip the script, you're charging a subscription for like private workouts. You know, that's it. You just happen to be dressed like in scantily a as a milf. Like yeah, but like yeah, like I mean, that's, I mean, that's if, if that didn't tell it like if it that is. was in your title, milf. Right. I mean, you'd get yeah. like some serious yeah. hot uh, gym milf, muscle milf, some serious yeah. fans. Yeah. Instead yeah. of muscle milf, oh muscle milf. There, you're welcome. Oh my god, that's amazing. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh my god. Are you familiar with Paige Verbanic? I think her name is Paige Verbanic. No, I might be might be butching her name. No, she is a golfer. Okay. She's probably late 20s, and her Twitter or Instagram is in the 10s, if not 20s or 30s, of millions. Because mm-hmm. guys just like to watch her swing a golf club. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I understand that. I don't care about golf that much. <laughs> I, I'm afraid I mean, to give you this page, Bob, because you just know I don't know. I'm terrible at golf. I just drink when I golf. But so. her whole premise yeah. is that she's not doing anything loose. Yeah. yeah. She's scantily. No, she's not. I mean, no, no she no. just wears like skirts, probably. Like, skirt, like, yeah. skirts. I have imaginations. That's the but whole point. Everything's yeah. extremely tight. Point. Yeah. And it's like she's playing it for everything it's worth, of course. But. Listen, muscle milk. But, but the idea is like she's talking about like they're her swing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's blending technique into mm-hmm. the show. Yeah, because yeah. I think Good there's idea. power in this OnlyFans. There's if power of women over men is exactly what it is. Yeah, we couldn't create, we couldn't create OnlyFans. Like no one's gonna subscribe. Yeah, to that's ours. what I'm trying to say. So women have right. the ability to realize that men at their lowest common denominator. It yeah. comes down to that. I'm yeah. not saying anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, you know, there's the power play. No doubt about it. Yes. I mean, I am not inclined to pay money to look at any woman. Yeah. No. I'm not inclined to pay money to have sex with any woman. But but a lot mm-hmm. of men are. Yeah. You know, and I get it. If that's your bag, go do it. Yeah. But, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's pretty obvious that that's what's going on. But that but women have the power on that platform. Men yes, don't have the 100%. power. Like, right. Like I could not right. start an OnlyFans. It's like at the sex club. I, I mean, I've never been there, but I hear there's sex clubs where the women get in free, but the men have to, you know, yes. pay. Yeah. yeah. Sexism. <laughs> Bullshit. Well, they were, well, it was like bar, even even no, but even on the most rudimentary level, in the eighties when there was ladies' nights, I distinctly remember the yeah. women would get in for free, but the men had to pay. It's fucking Vegas. Yeah. Like, when you go to Vegas, it's like, oh, dudes, you got to you got to buy a table. Girls, you can come in free. I'm like, what's the yeah. bullshit? I mean, mm-hmm. like that's the there, there's no. You guys get paid more than us. That's bullshit. <laughs> that is a, let's not even go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, no, we're we about happiness no. here. Yeah. No. You're about to get into an unhappy conversation, definitely. <laughs> we don't get paid more. So so do we how do we like I guess my thing is children, right? Coming of age, getting cell phones, watching this stuff, like their their world. And their ideas of happiness, a lot of it's going to be derived on what they see virtually, right? And other people's examples of, of it's, it's just so flippin' different. Maybe if you have to resort to that, right? Like what do you mean? Meaning, like, if you don't spend any time with your kids to take right. them on experiences, right. maybe they mm-hmm. have to resort to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And that's reality for some kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, um, on, it's on the parents. It's truly on oh, the yeah, parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, how do you... how? So my daughter showed me um, some pictures of her girlfriends um, or other girls in high school 
who have like TikTok accounts or Instagram and they're posting these like scantily clad videos of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's disturbing. Like I mean mm-hmm. it it looks like porn. Like oh, how can how can right. like the parents and I know some yeah. of these parents too and I'm like thinking to myself like what in the hell yeah. are you thinking or are you not thinking or maybe they're not even aware that their kids yeah, doing that I remember problem. sneaking out of my parents and like wearing one thing and then changing into something different me too yeah and then go into like Donzie's the underage <laughs> drink <laughs> Do you remember Don't that place? <laughs> <laughs> and Chauncey's. All of them. Sunday <laughs> night disco night at Chauncey's. was where in the strip, and Chauncey's on the was wharf. in... Yeah, on the, it was yeah, like the... Ch- and Chauncey's was in Station Square. Uh-huh. Yeah, Leg- legendary. Chauncey's, I remember. <laughs> Sunday night, I was in my early twenties. Did you go? Like, I know you probably remember the VIP, right? Of course, Hampton VIP. Of course. Oh God! Wow, that oh, was my. a long time ago. Come on now. Well, you could right. drink when you, in there and when I you were seventeen. A, I, I found a lot of happiness in this place. And early lots. Early. Do you remember? Do you remember down there when they had coconuts? Do you remember coconuts? Yeah, oh, yeah. Beach bar. Yeah. It was across oh, the God. across the wharf from Donzies. Mm-hmm. They just put sand in the park. Yeah. We're going to make this a beach in Pittsburgh. And there was a bar oh, between mm-hmm. it that was on the wharf. There was in between the two. This sat out there. Yeah, there was there was Donzies and there was something. Then it was Tequila Willies. Tequila Willies. I spent during law school. We would go there, fucking like every Friday. What was your favorite room? <sighs> we would go play pool. Oh, we whoops. would get there early and play pool. <laughs> Yes. Um, what, what, what what were the rooms they had? I can't remember. They had like a country. Ma- Matrix had rooms. I know, but didn't they also have it? They know. just like re- they just changed the name of it. Maybe they. I did. think they did because someone got Matrix arrested. Because I like yeah. the like the heavy metal rock room there. Okay, yeah. That was my the thing. The salsa room. Yeah, I wasn't a salsa guy. I'm not okay. a dancer. Matrix. Yeah. This is like after my time. Yeah, yeah me too. I remember We're the Metro. I was in my 20s. Metropole. Metropole, yeah. yeah. Rosebud. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Right Bar Pittsburgh. Wait, wait, this did not make me happy. Right before the poll was getting ready to close, I got sold one of those, like the membership things, you know, like for a year. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, for 500 bucks or something, you got this special thing. I'm like, okay, well, you know, what the hell. We're going to take all your money now and close. Mm-hmm. Well, Next. pretty much. But, the, but yeah. no, where I'm going with this was it had been a couple of years since I had been in Metropole and a couple mm-hmm. of years since I had been upstairs in Metropole, you know, the mm-hmm. balcony. Yeah. So I got okay, now a member, right? It was VIP member, where the fuck it was. I climb the stairs and I'm looking and I'm looking at all these couches, like you know, and they're not leather or vinyl; they're like material, right? Yeah. And all the public's been, yeah. And I'm Ew. looking at these couches and the stains Ew. and the stench and everything was like sticky, and I'm like, I paid five hundred dollars to have access to this, and yeah. then and then they closed on me. <laughs> I got suckered bad. Yes, bad. you did. I remember yes, how did. foul it was toward the end. Really Ugh. bad. That did not make me happy. happy. I could not no. imagine making you happy. No. no, no, no. So what makes you happy? Like what, like since what we're talking about like happiness, like <laughs> what makes you happy? Yeah, that's, like, I was just, that's funny. I was, I was in there um, using the facilities here during our break, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to ask them point blank, have they thought about what actually makes them happy? Have you thought about it? Do you think about it? Mm-hmm. It, could, it depends on the day. Like, you could, I could walk, like, walk outside and see this pretty tree and that made me happy you know or mm-hmm. heard this bird or you know i walk in and my dogs are like ah you know that makes me happy mm-hmm. but those are like you know fleeting moments of happiness mm-hmm. you know my kids yeah. might see my granddaughter yeah i like live for her that makes me happy yeah but mm-hmm. you know sure. like 
the uh, the other side of happiness. I mean, I was reading something about happiness, and to be happy, you also have to accept being sad. You know, because mm-hmm. it's a, there's a balance. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you're trying to be happy all the time, you're chasing something, mm-hmm. and and you're trying to fulfill something like fulfill a need. It's not really mm-hmm. that's not real happiness. That you're, you know, no happiness sits right next to sadness. It's a masquerade, Mm -hmm. you know. You're, Mm -hmm. you're, or it's just like a little balancing, Mm -hmm. because like that's when I need to snap myself out of something, Mm -hmm. like a funk. I will watch something hilarious, you know. Or I have this like ritual. Elmo TikTok. Well, yeah, Elmo. It'll make you. It'll make you laugh every time. The reels. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So just Mm -hmm. understanding, like seeing it, yeah. And then like moving, what like with it for a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But like mm-hmm. towards something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you think people will actually take time to think about what they dig, what they like, what makes them happy, what puts them in a good state? Do you think we actually think about this stuff? I think so. Well, why mm-hmm. do you do what you do then? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you gotta think about it if you're doing something that makes you happy. If you're doing something that brings you that joy, which I think you're thinking about it, right? Like that's while you're doing it, maybe, but I mean, like, but before you, you engage in it, you got to think about why I'm engaging in this, right? I would hope so. Like, we've talked about on this show a yeah. lot, like, uh, on the broader uh, concept of personal philosophy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really believe that most humans walking around can concisely put, even on a, pa- a pad of paper in two paragraphs, what they actually believe. What do they stand for? Mm-hmm. I don't mean necessarily specifically politics or. Anything else, really? Just a personal philosophy. What? Got, why do you get up in the morning, and what's mm-hmm. your attitude as you maneuver through the day, and interact with humans? Yeah, like their their personal values. Almost. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. think the average person nah. can even mm-hmm. articulate. I can't. I'll go a step further. I'm not even sure the average person could articulate it, let alone write it out. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll carry it further. Do you think enough of us spend time thinking about what we really dig? The reason I say that is rock on is my story. Like mm-hmm. I went to Mexico in the mid nineties and going through a death of my brother and new marriage and bad times. And I was pretty much drunk sitting at a tiki bar. My wife went up to the room. I'm still sitting there. A guy from New York city happened to plop down with his wife, elderly, very successful jeweler and started a conversation with him. And through the conversation, he started giving me this like almost like a psychiatrist moment, you know, like, he goes, yeah, go home and, you know, uh, find out what you really like. What do you like to do? And I had to sit there like an idiot. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what I dig. Mm-hmm. I mean, really dig. Mm-hmm. And then it was, I thought, well, rock and roll, music, guitars. Mm-hmm. What'd you do this? Did you, like, go back to, like, when you were a kid? Kind of. To get there? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I, yeah, I, 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 I absolutely did. Like, mm-hmm. what did, what really turned me on? What activity or, or mm-hmm. whatever, and it was music, and like what were my happiest moments as a child? Mm-hmm. I was in my mid, I was, I was 30. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, but, I, but until that man had the courage to ask a stranger through like an hour long conversation, mm-hmm. you know, what do you dig? What do you really love? Because he had said to me, my wife and I have always been in the jewelry business, and he had a massive Rolex on. I was having a conversation with him, and he just loved Sick. watches, mm-hmm. yeah. loved watches. He could, he could articulate about it, he was passionate mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it. And I was like, wow, this guy is like, and he said to me, because the closest to utopia on this earth, I believe that you will find mm-hmm. is when you marry your passion with your vocation. Because yeah. I'm not saying it happens for everybody, yeah. it happened for me. But he goes, go home and find out what you dig and dive into that. Yep. And that's exactly what I did. But mm-hmm. up until that moment, mm-hmm. yeah, 
I really could not even articulate what I really truly loved. Mm. But after that, I spent a lot of time journaling, changing my journaling structure almost, and really concentrating on finding other things that are of interest to me. Mm. My reading took off, I started a business, my life just changed because of a conversation, and it did center around what, or finding out what I really dig, because I did not know. Mm. I did not know. That's as honest as I can tell you, I just did not. I mean, I was. Some things were cool in my life, and some things brought me a little bit of happiness. But what did I really dig? And I guess that's my question: Do people really understand the things that turn them on? I don't mean sexually, maybe not generally, but just what do you really like to do? Like giving your druthers on a Sunday afternoon, Bill. What would you rather do? He may say drinking. Okay, that's his thing. Maybe that's his hobby. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But softball, bowling, shooting, hunting, whatever. Crochet, maybe but, is it, but, is crochet. It, but are we but are we talking about pastimes or vocations? They're two uh, different no, things. Don't even put the vocation into it. What do you love to do? I even hate to say spare time because in this day and age, and that, that's the weird definition. Just of like that. with your time, like because time if is super important. If you had your brother, yeah. where money isn't yeah. the issue, right? But, you but just give your time. Something that you yeah, love. Be of service. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Be of service. Whatever, whatever it is. For yeah. me, it was mute. The, the, the thing that gave me the most joy mm-hmm. in my life. Um, at that moment, I, all I could identify was my love of, mm-hmm. of music, and yeah. usually guitar-driven rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but am I really enjoying it? Hell, I don't even listen to the music I love much anymore. Mm-hmm. So that led to the guitar, and, and that's my unique, inconsequential story. What I'm saying is, until I was told to look within, and I'm just asking the question, do you think we... Do you think the average person sits and thinks about the things they really dig? Or is life so busy with kids and work and family and all that stuff that we sometimes well, don't examine here's ourselves? Here's the thing is, like, I don't think you're asking the average person. Yeah, here. you're asking the wrong yeah. people, definitely. So, I'm not asking you if you have. My answer would be yes, the average think, person does not think about that. Do you think no. the average people don't think about that? No. That's my answer. No, 100%. they're trying to get through their day. Exactly. Average people mm. do not think about right. that. That's why they're average. That is so sad but to me, though. But you're asking the question, like, do average people think about that? Your answer is in the question. Average people. But does that mean that they're not happy? Right. They may be happy, exactly. Yeah. But they may not be you looking. Yeah, you can't oh, determine. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Well, that's where you're bringing you're right. in the, that's how you're, you're absolutely right. bringing the word fulfilled then. Yeah. You know, because. I know many people that are, I'm sorry, but many people that are, that I would say, I don't want to say average, I hate to say that, but they well, just live like, yeah. they're just, just good like, yeah. being mm-hmm. basic and they don't want anything more, the but they're very masses. happy. You know, they they seem to be very happy. They yeah. they don't want anything more. Mm-hmm. Like they're good. You know, doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, nine to five, coming home, watching TV, mm-hmm. going on one trip a year, and mm-hmm. just going through day in and day mm-hmm. out. And that, they're okay with that. That's yeah. what they've chosen. Oh, oh yeah, and, and and it isn't a value thing. But I would, I just would say, this is this sounds a little bit narcissistic and I don't want to sound that way all I know is if I had not started to examine myself through journaling writing looking inward and trying to figure out who the flip I am because I'm still in search of that but if I had not started doing that these little successful moments in my life of finding things I dig and having fun with it Mm -hmm. sometimes it's monetary involved sometimes it's not but if I had not done Mm -hmm. that made a a conscious effort to do that my life would be shit if I, it would be. If I, because I would, I would have settled, from my perspective, right? I would have settled for a life that I just know I would have, uh, would have been um, 
quite unremarkable. And if anything, right now, I think my life has been because of the people in it mm-hmm. been remarkable. But you know, but, does it make any mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, yeah. But, but, it's but, passion too. Like you have that. There's passion. Things that you're passionate to the about. The things that I like, right? You know, right. I mean, but, the things and, I take. And the average, like you said, the average person, do they really? Are they really living a passionate life? Right. No, they're not. And to your point, I think you were starting to say, like, we need average people. There's a bell curve in po- the population. There's right, but people... their their existence mm-hmm. and the value that they uh, bring, you know, yeah. we can't devalue oh, that. Exactly, exactly. You know what exactly I mean? Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's again. This is why I think everyone is unique and special. Unique, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Special. So, but yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I have to jab back every once in a while. <laughs> well. But do you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, it's oh, not yeah. that we can like we're it's it's and again like you're you're kind of like I don't want to teeter on calling it this way. But, I don't want to offend anybody. Right, I mean I don't want to do that. But like I mean think about it this way: if 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 everybody pursued their dreams and were entrepreneurs, who the fuck would do the work? Like sometimes oh, yeah. you need the people that are mm-hmm. happy just being the worker bees. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's their fulfillment mm-hmm. because you know. We, I run a business, right? All my people are amazing people. They're all entrepreneurs. I've right. been very lucky. But eventually, right. as we grow, we will need people that are worker. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And that, and that, mm-hmm. and that's their mm-hmm. fulfillment. They 100%. they find that job that makes them mm-hmm. happy. It may not be a passion. They make a good living. Mm-hmm. They're happy. They feel secure. That's yeah, they're their like happiness. Providing and, exactly. and they're doing their thing. Yes. And like well, that's still like that could be their happiness. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, well, for them, I hope it is. Well, yeah. I hope but, it is for anybody. Yeah. yeah. Happiness is very subjective. It, it is. absolutely very. is. Yes. Hundred percent. Like we all, all four of us at the table define happiness differently. Right. Mm-hmm. We all set it differently. Yeah. We all look at it differently. So I think it's just it's something you know to your point. The average person probably doesn't think that deeply about it because. They don't need to. Yeah. They're not pursuing something more. Yeah. Do you think the people who are really passionate, um, excitable, driven, that that they're thinking more inwardly than the average person? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's you're in that pursuit of constant Mm self-discovery. Mm-hmm. 100%. If you're a passionate person and a motivated person, you're constantly looking Mm -hmm. inward. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, motivation Mm -hmm. comes from within, not Mm -hmm. external. I think... Mm -hmm. The average, I hate to say average, but the, the people that aren't concerned about that, mm-hmm. they're good where they are. They don't need to do, like, I have close friends of mine that they haven't read a book since college, but mm-hmm. they're good with that. They love their life. They're mm-hmm. happy. They have kids. Mm-hmm. They they, mm-hmm. they have a job they like. It supports them. They can do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. They, they're they not cut like me, and that's okay. Well, that's their freedom. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So, like we're all cut differently. Yeah. And it's completely valid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and it's like, we... we it's hard. It's a hard conversation to have because when you use the word average, we're using it in the context that we're just looking at the aggregate of people in terms yes. of numerical people, yes. right? But then that can be construed as like, well, you're putting a value judgment, right. and we're not. Yeah, no. We're looking at it in terms of trying to qual- trying to label um, numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the average the number of the population. I, I, absolutely. I, I I keep thinking about. Uh, you know, I always go back to these Zig Ziglar and, and Jim Rohn and all this stuff and. and Roan used to say something that was rather harsh, but he didn't mean it that way. But he basically said this. He said, he goes, if you don't want much, you don't need to become much. Meaning that you don't have to pour a lot of Mm self-education and self-development and schooling into yourself Mm -hmm. if you're ambitions or desires are not really very lofty mm-hmm. and again it's not a value thing mm-hmm. but it's, but, right. but I think that that's that kind of speaks to it yeah 
You know, it kind of you can have a great life and do and, and do amazing things. You'd be a good yeah. member of the community and all this stuff, and live a very high quality, mm-hmm. valuable life. Yeah, mm-hmm. without you know, without um, without becoming much in terms of like economic wealth. Yeah, right? and, and that and, and, and that that is not necessarily the definition of wealth, right? Everybody's correct. definition is different. So mm-hmm. I correct. I look at it, it's not my place to judge other person's happiness or what they find fulfillment. I know what mine is, and everybody has their own definition. So, you know, if they don't want to do the, because I I have friends who have come to me that you know have had struggles in life. I'm like, well, you need to do the work. They don't want to do the work. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, I, I can't. Here's your choices. You can accept where mm-hmm. you are. Or change it. If you're not willing to change it, then you just accept it and move on. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have just accepted life, mm-hmm. accepted where they are, and they're okay with it. And that they found happiness in the contentment of where they are. Yes. And they're okay with that. And they just live life that way. And that's more power to them. Mm-hmm. That's not me. Like, I couldn't do that. Like, I, I would lose my mind. But I'm, I just look at life differently. I just don't think we think enough anymore especially when it comes to um, our own philosophy. I, I, I don't think it's very popular for well, humans like, to look inward. Do you Have you ever uh, taken a class and, you know, maybe this is like uh, throughout your uh, college, college mm-hmm. years maybe, mm-hmm. on like, um, well, like on uh, personal development or like establishing what your core values even mm-hmm. are, what core values That's not taught in college. Are. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever take a class like that? I had a philosophy class in college. Okay, yeah, we that, talked a little bit about yeah, that. That'll, yeah, that'll mm-hmm. touch on it um but it wasn't until like later in my life when i was like Mm -hmm. in corporate america when i was like in corporate america Mm -hmm. and i went through something like that Mm -hmm. right it was like Mm -hmm. you know a personal development thing but it was the most wonderful thing that i had ever gone through and i needed it at that time yeah like so badly so it just like came to me yeah and you were receptive to it yeah because i thought well this wouldn't hurt me to even like Mm -hmm just listen to right yeah. i'm a bit of a skeptic too so i'm like oh this is gonna be like the five-year plan do you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. i hate that shit assigning like a number to the yeah. goal mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. you know finite of it mm-hmm. like you don't know what it's gonna morph into just like go on the trip um but yeah like i it was establishing what core values even were based off of like certain words yeah, for mm-hmm. sure you yeah. know and mm-hmm. then understanding what they meant but you were receptive to it think about how many people do get a little bit of an exposure to a self-development idea or some words or a speech mm-hmm. or a talk yeah. or yeah, even a book but yeah but it requires right. a little humility and mm-hmm. it requires mm-hmm. a certain thing from you mm-hmm. to buy in mm-hmm. and i think most humans don't want to go there well it's uncomfortable it i was like un- really uncomfortable. really uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable and i felt like a failure but like uh in a way that like i had never felt before yeah. even like in sports you kind of like lose and like you feel like a failure yeah. and or like you are in sales and you don't get that mm-hmm. so you know it, it, this was different sure so you know it takes like hitting some point in yep. order for you mm-hmm. to start to pay attention mm-hmm. yep. so i was there yep. but it was right in front of me when i needed it 100%. like how, how serendipitous is yeah. this uh-huh. right uh-huh. yeah 
Um, you know, so I paid attention. I think we touched on this when I did the, our first podcast yeah. is like things would come at me and I would like assess it and like really like breathe it in for a minute mm-hmm. before I would like proceed. It's a better way to live. Yeah. Well, and, but I was doing this at a very young age, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. through mm-hmm. sports and having to make mm-hmm. choices back then or And you wherever. probably, because of that school, I'm going to guess, you were more receptive to the self-development material when it was well, presented yeah. to you later in life. Well, yeah, because I was like, well, this isn't new to me right. so i guess mm-hmm. i have to like right. pay attention to this shit mm-hmm. now and like let's go let's yeah. get super uncomfortable i guess like <laughs> yeah. better have good hair or something i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean as like a saving grace or yeah. whatever just like a nice outlook but yeah like it was tough i i did like the work i still am working on it you know i'm relatively yeah. young still so i'm always just like you'll, learning you'll be young. working on it until yeah. hopefully yeah, until, until the day you die yeah, i mean yeah i mean i'll be working on myself and trying yes. to learn something and i i sat in a meeting once um probably about a year ago i I was as a business banker i was um training some like 10 other people and we had to go around the room and everybody had to say like from one to ten what what's your experience level like do you think you know everything or do Mm -hmm. you think you know you you don't know anything at all some people were saying one and with a super like pompous lady that you know she was Mm -hmm. a 10 Wow. She knew everything. Wow. Yeah. She knew everything about business banking. She wasn't a business banker, but she knew everything. Of course. Hmm. You know, and then it came, yeah. you know, time for me to talk, you know, and I was like, you know, I didn't really want to put a number to it because mm-hmm. I'm going to learn something new every single day. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. I'm going to learn something mm-hmm. new every single day until I die. It's attitudinal, yeah. for sure. Right. The ego, too. Yeah. Right. Right. The exactly. ego wants to just keep you a little comfortable. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's Absolutely. not what life is at mo- all. I think most people, and uh, I would say this, I think most people walking around have a philosophy because they're operating life a certain way. They just right. can't articulate it mm-hmm. or aren't aware okay. of it. Because mm-hmm. you're operating in life, so you're, 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 you're doing making choices. Right, you're making like choices. Yeah. Yeah. Procedurally, yeah. You're making right. choices yeah. in life to right. do or not do certain things. Yeah. So there's a philosophy uh-huh. you're subconsciously following. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to articulate or even be aware that it is a philosophy, but everybody has one, mm-hmm. or we'd have complete and utter anarchy if mm-hmm. we didn't. That's good. Because, ru- I mean, rules and yeah, laws rules. are in place, create philosophy, right? There's a system of rule of laws put in place, which I'm I'm tasked with enforcing as a lawyer Correct. that are the guide rails of society. So we play within these bounds. That sets a, the boundaries of philosophy, and then people build within that, I think. They may not articulate it or be aware of it, but they're mm. operating within these guideposts. Yeah, like they can't define it almost. Right. They're just like, ah, I just like to have fun. Fun. Right. right. You know? Yeah, but, but, they, but, but <laughs> yeah. That, that means their, their philosophy may be joy. Right. Joy may be leading their, the way, mm-hmm. but they don't articulate it. They just operate a certain way. If you, okay. if you observe people enough, if I watch a person enough, like even people I work with, that I've never asked them what they believe in or what their philosophy is, but I can tell you what each person in my office believes in yeah. and what their personal philosophy is, just by the way they operate and carry themselves. And it's just, if you observe people enough, you'll be able to pick it out. They may not know it yet or articulate, but just by because I'm 45 years old, I can look at someone in their 20s and say, I kind of understand your philosophy right now. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're learning about yourself and you can watch somebody develop if you're observant, if you're willing to observe. A lot of people mm. aren't willing to do that either. People aren't willing to observe themselves. We can't observe well, right, ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> well, yes, very oh, true. Very you can carry a little video camera around all day, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, take it home and then watch yourself, and you can learn from that. I know. Yeah. I was thinking about doing that—a GoPro facing out and then also facing in, because some wild stuff happens to me outside oh, of these my walls. God. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy as hell. Yeah. Did y'all have a good time? 
Yeah. Always, yes, absolutely. This means a lot to me. This was like this was exceptionally fun. great group and a great conversation. So I, I would like to keep this group together for the next yeah. one. You're right with that? Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. You're yeah. right with what that? What are you going to talk about? I don't know. I'm okay. going to get real. Also, I, I, take su- I, do take su- I do take suggestions, too, on show topics, by the way. I sent you one one time, remember? Which one was it? I don't remember. I'll get back to you. Okay. We'll do this again. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, this Eric. This is a great Thank time. You. This is a great absolutely. time well spent with great people. Friends, we're out.